And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. to Down on the Docks, episode 18. My name's Chris Neff. Uh, sitting across from me is the one and only man that can put the word board in board. How are you, Dave, Sarah? Hello. Good to have you here. B-O-R-E-D. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Um, I'm really excited about today's documentary. Um, I, this was a reader-suggested documentary, which we'll get to in a second, but before we do... Uh, for those of you that are just discovering us, um, you can find us at Down on the Docks uh, at Twitter, and you can find us at Down on the Docks Pod on Instagram. And of course, in our LinkedIn bio, you can also find the link to our Discord if you want to go deep and join our community there. And of course, as always, if you uh, have a suggestion or want to get in contact with us directly, you can email us at downonthedockspod at gmail.com. So Dave, you know we take listener requests. Yep. Uh, somebody I, I keep in contact with a lot. Uh, a man in the Discord. Uh, this man's a, a Twitter-only guy. Gary, okay, yeah. You probably just, know Gary. Gary, yeah, LaBelle. Gary. Yep, Gary LaBelle. Yep, So he said, you got to check out Orgasm Inc. Ooh. And I didn't know anything about it. And it was, you know, when uh, Netflix does like the trending. I don't trending. know what orgasm they're talking about, but I probably don't know much about it either. Well, you're going to learn because I, I, I used to know a lot. But then I got cats and everything went south. Oh, boy. Anyway. You, learned, you learned about the feline or orgasm. <laughs> uh, what? That's called purring, right? Uh, that's about as much as they do. That's gross. Um, anyway, um, this, I was surprised because usually you see these training docs on Twitter and it's like on the front page, Netflix sure. original. This isn't there. It's buried. Yeah. And it came out recently. And like I said, it's called Orgasm Inc., uh, 2022 release. It's directed by two people, Sarah Gibson and Sloan Clevin. And it starts out like this. We see a pink, just, you know, pink screen. And then we see an O. Mm. All right. And over that, we're immediately introduced to a woman named Nicole Daydon. And she's speaking at several tech conferences and seminars. Like she's doing a TED talk. She's doing a South by Southwest panel. And the first thing she says is, the only thing that ever heals, the only thing that ever awakens is connection. I do think we have a pleasure deficit disorder in this country. It's getting faster and faster. Our world is getting really hyper-connected, but human connection is beginning to dissolve. I do think, though, that there is a cure, and that cure is female orgasm. Mm, this guy sounds like a real... Uh... It's a woman. So... <laughs> this, this woman. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah. So... Then they cut to a shot, and she's on her back, and she's just coming her fucking brains out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay? So we learned that her TED Talk... Was I'm coming, <laughs> you animal. <laughs> we learned that her TED Talk was titled Orgasm, The Cure for Hunger. So in Netflix fashion, we see in real time it speeds up, and it's getting you know views, and it quickly goes from zero, and it goes viral, and gets 2.3 million views. Okay, now according to my research, because I wanted to see the exact video, uh, that TED Talk one isn't up there, but there is one that was released by a private individual 11 years ago, 
and it's got a view count of 176,000. So I don't know if the original was taken down by TED Talks, maybe mm. after this, but there is still a version you can see, uh, Orgasm, The Cure for Hunger, if you do want to keep, <laughs> keep watching it. I'm glad somebody's out there, you know, with the cause. Right. So anyway, she founded this company called One Taste Urban Retreat Center. So this would have been, you know, 11, 12 years ago. So figure like, you know, or mid 2010s, maybe a year before, maybe a year after. And we first meet one of the employees there. His name is Ruan. And so he says, she was a celebrity to me. Like I'd seen her TED talk 30 times, which makes sense. Cause if I was hungry for orgasms, that's probably all yeah. I would watch. Yeah. I just have that on loop. So Nicole says, I have this vision that someday you'll see yoga and meditation and orgasm all on the same bill. So we next see an event that they're holding called Orgasm Is. Now, Nicole wrote a book called Slow Sex, The Art of the Female Orgasm, and it's prominently displayed at this event they're having. Like I, I would I, I could probably achieve that, too, if I just walk by a couple uh, yoga places, like I could probably achieve orgasm. Just, just by, to, by, just, by seeing the yoga pants standing outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yoga pants are the new lingerie. It's so crazy. Yeah. I can't even get on Instagram anymore and go to that suggestion place because there are positions that women are in, in these yoga pants that even I can't get turned on by. I mean, it, some of it is a little jarring and weird to look at. It's not some, it's not flattering to have, have your legs. So like, to have your pussy right next to your mouth. It's yeah. Not, it's not always so flattering. Yeah. But it's like, a little much. But like, I mean, I guess it must be comfortable as fuck. Is it? I don't know. We're, I think you're going to find out because I think. Otherwise, you know, otherwise, it's literally just for the views. It's, it's just oh, for the absolutely. gram. I mean, That's all for the gram. That's all a, for, hey, I'm a model and I'm trying to break got, into Hollywood. And, you know, look at my it's bean. It's got to be a little through. comfortable, though. Like, it's got to be somewhat comfortable. I don't know. I like I said, I haven't done yoga in like thirty years, so I couldn't tell you. But anyway, you have, you have dick and balls, uh, presumably. Yes. But I mean, you know, if you didn't have that stuff, would it then cease to be so un like uncomfortable? Because like I've tried on yoga pants before. Right. It's not comfortable. Well, do men wear yoga pants? I no, don't I think mean, they just do. as like a troll. Oh, I yeah, did it as you a know, troll. I got things to do. That's yeah, not well, that's yeah, not it's not, it's not one of those things I'm going after. So let's get back to Nicole. She says. People began to flood into our doors, person after person after person. She says, that's why I love living in Silicon Valley. Every single option you can imagine is available in this city. It was all about exploring orgasm, oh. exploring pleasure. So another woman, we hear her say, to feel that open and that safe with another human being, every single woman should know she can feel that. So then they show an article from Salon in 2015, and the, the, the title says, Behold the Glory of the Pussy. Yeah. My Orgasmic Meditation Awakening. So then Nicole says, the next thing we knew, we're invited to in all these tech circles. Uh, and we see another article, uh, and it's titled, Inside the Multi-Million Dollar Orgasm Cult uh. Endorsed by Hollywood. A Story of Idealism and Desire of California sex communes and three-hour orgasms. Whoa. Yeah, this is where it's starting to get good. Another voice says she wanted to have this elite group of turned-on hip men and women. A lot of assistants, uh, uh, he's uh, in a meeting still. <laughs> right. Uh, he's taking a long lunch. Uh, so... So we hear that's a man. That's a long orgasm. We hear that's nothing compared to what they're going to get into. <laughs> yeah. We hear a man say, "I was a lonely, nerdy guy 
One taste opened <laughs> up a world I didn't you don't say. I didn't even dream was possible. Now, they're at the beginning of this doc, they're showing all these exciting young people, and in one shot, they're like rolling on furniture dollies, like just doing a Superman. <laughs> lame, dude. Yeah. So Nicole says that feeling that had driven me my whole life seeking I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> you know who that was? <laughs> Katrina and the Waves. Oh. Yep. Anyway, Nicole says. That feeling that had driven me my whole life, seeking or trying to connect in relationship or sex or any of those things, it was like, this is it. Now, once she's saying this, we see people like bumping and grinding and dry humping each other oh, in the back. Like, is this like at work? Like, yeah. at like Twitter? Yeah, it's totally, totally. Pick like this a tech, is, I'll start. Is, yeah, before Elon, this is what they were doing. Right, That's but, why Elon wanted to buy it. He's like. But he's not like, as nice looking as Twitter or WeWork. Okay, got, it's like you, a shitty you. fridge in the sure. background, unfolded laundry, sure. and all these people walking around doing weird shit. Yeah, it's like the Elks Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the water buffaloes. <laughs> Can we, uh, we want the fucking orgasm chick to come by and uh, score some shit out of her pussy. Hey, uh, when are we getting to that three-hour orgasm <laughs> shit? I've been playing pool in the back uh, yeah. and ping-pong with these dorks. Hey, uh, Jeff, <laughs> she's going to do the thing. <laughs> Ring the bell. Here she goes. So we see another article from 2018. Holy shit, that was far. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, how, the length of the squirt. So the... We see another article and it says from 2018, one taste sells courses and retreats for $36,000. Okay, wait, wait, sorry. Yep. Repeat that, repeat that. So there's an article that pops up. Keep in mind, this is just the intro. You know, they're trying to give us, you know, quick MTV style cuts to get us into this doc. And the title says, one taste sells courses and retreats for $36,000. Mm, I see, I see, I see. Okay? I see. <clears throat> so then you hear a voice say, it went from like utopia to a hellhole. Yeah, these retreats, man. This is like a this is a big thing in uh, in Hollywood, and then Bay Area had yeah. them from. It's the tech like, money, buddy. And then like they have one for everything. But they have a fucking d- chakra retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, this you know these things have been going on for since the 50, 60s. 60 years. Yeah. So you At know least. you had you had EST. You know, asked it was called. Yeah, uh, before people used to actually really live in communes. Yeah. Like that's yeah, how the well, way of, course, of life was, and of course Scientology. Yeah, you know, so, sure. So you know, Hail Zorb, <laughs> Hail Zorb. <laughs> it's not Zorb. And the Zorb uh, is from Parks and Rec. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, a, a man says she would just become fascinated with what she could get people to do. So again, while the, while this is going on, all these quick cuts, we see a woman on her back in ecstasy, while a man's just finger banging her. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay. yeah! I like how many fingers you're using right there. You use all four. Use, use four fingers four. to represent. <laughs> well, the thumb. You know where that goes. <laughs> that's the stop. Yes, that's the stop. That's break. the plug. The stop. Oh okay. yeah, the butt. <laughs> so the anyway, booty hole. Anyway, um, somebody says that was kind of like her secret thrill. And then a man says, but people were getting hurt and people were getting hurt badly. Yeah. Now, while he's saying this, a man and a woman, they're fighting <laughs> on the ground and a woman is clearly trying to get away from this oh, man. Shit. And he's like beating on her. What? Yeah. And they're going to come back to this exact same shot okay. like a half dozen times in the film. But it's clearly an uncomfortable situation. Okay. She's like screaming, well, nope, nope. Yeah. And then beating. And this guy will not let her well, go. That, yeah, that sounds but felonious. They do blur her face out. Okay. Okay. So Ruan, he says she thought she was saving the world by taking people's money and messing up people's emotions. So this is also said while Nicole herself is getting her being bean flecked 
and just writhing in act ecstasy. And then over over a voiceover, you hear Nicole say, "Welcome to hell." Oh God! All right. Okay, so this woman that's struggling for her uh, sexual life. Yeah. She uh, where is this occurring? This is all in, in the Bay Area. But, but like it's like in a public kind of area. Oh no no no! Like this private, is, like I said, like a cafeteria. They got like a clubhouse, like a cafeteria. Okay. okay. No, it's like they bought a warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I is get, how these I things get. start. Sure, sure, sure. Somebody knows a guy that's yeah. like, dude. Uh, you could partition off part right, of the warehouse for right, you guys, for you right, fucking freaks. Right. So the main titles come up, no pun intended, and the titles come up, Orgasm, Inc., The Story of One Taste. So we first see Nicole at a conference. Now, before we go on, Nicole is a very beautiful woman. Um, you know, if you want to give the classic scale of one to ten, she's an eight. She's tall, you know, very gorgeous face. Um, uh, you know, just a, a very yeah, attractive woman. Sure. So uh, she says, when you look at orgasm, what I found is that the same fundamental, it has the same fundamental goal as the internet. And that's human to human connection. Now that makes zero sense to me. Sure. Because I don't look at the internet to be like, I want to yeah. connect with humans. It's All right? weird. If I, it's odd. It's a little bit away from your generation maybe, but I can, I get it. What, your generation, which is well, a little I bit more connected? Up, I grew up at a young age on the internet, like, you know, right. chatting in these rooms at 12, 13 years old. Yeah, but you can't comp it to an orgasm. All right. Well. I mean, do you fucking orgasm when you're playing d- d- Dungeons and Dragons no, or World but, of Warcraft? No, but I can see where, you know, rooms, you know, uh, sex, web sex yeah. a thing. Yeah. I, hey, I can orgasm on the internet by going on Pornhub. I get that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's not, orgasm is not the fundamental goal. All right. <laughs> so, so I might say it is, but okay. But, but I, the point I is, yeah. the first thing she says, I completely disagree with. I, 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 I agree with you. Okay. So next we're introduced to a woman named Ellen Hewitt. She is a news reporter from Bloomberg who says one taste was a fast growing startup in the health and wealth, uh, health and wellness and sexuality space. It was started by Nicole having spent a lot of time talking and thinking about Nicole. I think of her as a very skilled craftsman. She seems to know what people will gravitate toward. People want to hear from a woman. People want to see a woman like her at the top of a company like this. This was really woman women led. And I think that was important based on what One Taste were teaching. Okay, so then they show us a promotional video that One Taste made, and it's it's a woman and a guy. The guy didn't say a thing, but he's got his hands on his the girl's lap, and she says, "Orgasmic meditation is a way to connect to yourself, connect to your partner, to feel more in your body. I'm a lot more physically close to the people and less afraid of more affection, and it's teaching me to really ask for what I want." and say the vulnerable thing that might be scary to say. So the point is, they already have these promotional tools to try and get people in into their, you know, world they're creating. Yeah, yeah. They, a, lot, a lot of these things have like, a, they already have a structure built behind it because people have already read other cults and uh, like uh, how to... How to not a lot of the people hit. you're about to hear from because <laughs> okay. they didn't read those books because <laughs> no, no. they took this shit hook, line, and sinker. Okay. Okay. So she continues. At no, the I mean, like, the, yeah, like the leaders. Oh, of these yeah. Things. Like they, they have like a plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They've studied. Yes. Yeah. They've read Karl Marx or whoever the fuck they got to read. You mean L. Ron Hubbard? Well, yeah. L. They Ron know Hubbard, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Even before L. Ron. All right. So she says the great the, cultists of the day. She says at the fundamental level, we all want the same things. We want to love, be loved see, be seen, and know our purpose and feel connection. 
So Ellen says Nicole was extremely compelling. She's someone who put others at ease when she was around them and whose special gift was setting a vision that people were excited about and were willing to do a lot of things in order to help advance. So this next guy I'm going to introduce to you, he's a very important player in this thing. So he's a former One Taste member named Chris Cosley. So he's obviously dorky looking. Okay. He's a little heavy set, bald. He kind of looks like Mr. Clean if he didn't go to the gym. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He says, women in relationships are always a mystery to me. And I didn't understand how to like find a girlfriend. Like the Pawn Stars guy. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But not as fat. Okay. But I wanted to get laid. And that was like this fly in the ointment, you know? I heard about one taste. <laughs> Ointment. And then finally, a friend of mine at the time was like, oh, we're going to go to one taste. Do you want to come with us? So then we see a Facebook ad for this one taste event. It's called okay. Turn On World. And a very attractive woman is holding a sign that reads, I am turned on. Then, of course, the Facebook starts racking up posts and comments and the comments pop up and it says, I'll be there. Can't wait. Magic awaits. Pussy ready, squirt emoji, <laughs> squirt emoji, ocean wave emoji. So Chris says, I walked in and it's like this big open space. Everyone's hanging around, talking like kind of a cocktail party almost. It's just like a warm, friendly vibe, which to me at the same time is almost odd and suspect. I was used to cocktail parties and the whole tech scene where, you know, everybody's aloof, but this is completely different. They're warm, open, friendly. And the person I'm sitting next to there's this kind of presence that you feel. And I look at her and go, oh, you're Nicole. And then we just immediately started talking about the idea of integrating sexuality and spirituality. So then we're going to cut to Nicole. She's teaching a lecture on orgasm, spirituality, and happiness. And she says, I don't think that there's anything of a higher order than having my body feel so good that I emanate a good feeling and that Good feeling can catch on to you and can be passed on to other people. And when we feel good, strangely enough, we act well. So there's this way that it seems to me all there really is to do is to be happy, so happy that it overflows, and I have enough for you, and I want to share it with you in any possible way I can. So nice kind of get in a sense yeah, it's, it's very nice. of, of maybe what she's you know trying to sell. But yeah. it's very spiritual. Yeah. It's very... And sex is a very easy thing to explain right, to people. But, but she comes across as like... There's, there's such a wide spectrum. Yeah, but it's it's a cross between like new age and I don't know. I mean, uh, hippie also. Yeah, kind of there's a hippie, hippie vibe spiritual. in there. Like it's, like, it's very much like a, like Indian tantric yeah. stuff, but just without but the spiritual... Normal the people are going to be like, okay, what are you trying to sell me? You know, what, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. We all, we all want to do that too, but what, what's the deal? So Ellen says one taste would have really low key events and the people were working and they were, you know, uh, trying to become radiated with this happiness or attractiveness. They invite you to go do yoga with them. That's kind of like the lead in. Right. Yeah. And they invite you to help them run another event. You sort of get swept in it. And Chris yeah, says, it's such a perfect way. Like, yeah, like Hey, you like, want to do some yoga? Yeah. It's a great way to get men and women involved. Absolutely. And then Chris, we see Chris at an event and he's just giddy. He's like, orgasm is awesome. <laughs> orgasm is amazing. Orgasm changed my life. 
And he says, not only were all these happy, friendly people I was hanging out with this part of the organization, but they all lived together. Yeah. So now we get changed this, his life and took his wife. Yeah, but we get this commune aspect. Sure. You know? That's so how it always starts. Then a woman gives us a tour of the One Taste warehouse, and she's walking us through, and she's like, "I'm going to take you on a little tour of the building." And she's like, "Oh, this is Alicia. She cuts orgasmic haircuts, and it's just a regular woman cutting dudes' hair." Yeah. You know. With her titties in your face, maybe. Yeah. Every once in a while. Right. <laughs> or like on your shoulder. It's, but she goes, wow, look at how she uses her hands. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, there's some yoga going on. Maybe we could take a quick little peek uh -huh. inside. Ooh. This is the front of our warehouse. It's a little messy right now. Who left their laundry here? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, and this it's is our center laundry. during the day. Oh, it's a shithole. Okay. It's got drywall all up in my laundry. It feels like a fucking uh, crack den that's been cleaned up for hippies. Yeah, it's, all a, right? yeah, it's, a, it's a fix me up. Yep. So Chris starts reading online. He finds an online forum where people would post their comings and goings, like threesomes, foursomes, and sums. So and so wants to have a makeout session, so forth. And he's like, This You need a well ventilated place for shit like that too. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. You need, you need to air that baby out. Yeah. And yeah. A lot of you need Clean a lot towels. of towels. You need a lot of you need a high ceiling. With a fan. Fans. So windows. He says, What's going on? This can't be real. But it is real. Because they show an email and the subject line says, looking for people to dot dot dot. And one of the members posts, wow, can't believe I've been gone this long from One Taste. I miss you guys. What I want when I get back, not necessarily in this order, three OMs in a row, uh, hot makeout, nipple biting, receiving and giving, a nice long uh, message. I'm assuming she meant to spell massage. Let me know if you're available. And there's more messages like, I've been very, very bad. Beat me. I like to watch. I enjoy three sex, three way sex with two men. I'm a yeah. selfish, hyper jealous, crazy bitch. I'm gonna cut up all these and make sound drops out of them. So Chris says he thinks this is all got to be made up. He's like, I'm sure this isn't actually happening, and if it's happening, there's no way they're gonna let me in. But sure enough, he says it was the real deal. Now, mind you, while he's sharing this, there's just a row of women doing naked yoga in one of these buildings. Yeah, good. So, so, I mean, that's exactly what I want my sex cults to be. So one night, he says, I was living on a boat by myself. And the next night, I'm living in a warehouse with like 40 people and ah. sharing a bed with my research partner. It could be fun, I'm sure. It's yeah. like it's like college for, you know, crack, you know, drugged out hippies. If you're Chris, you just went from researcher on the high seas to the bean flicker between the knees. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a God. good It's a good score for him. So he says, a stream of consciousness. He says, I was this nerdy, tacky guy by day and, you know, fixing people's computer problems. Then I go home at night and, you know, I'd be in the middle of this craziness. And by craziness, they show him dressed up and he's got a pink banana hammock on with fishnet stockings. <laughs> he's got a mask on and a pink cape. And yeah. then there's all these other party people in costumes. And then they flash to a woman who's just got her legs spread open. And she's eating guava out of her pussy. Oh, nice. <laughs> so maybe it was a mango. I can't yeah. tell. But she's just like digging in. Well, we got two <laughs> two fruit in the pussy references in a week. Two That's weeks right. In a row. That's right. Oh, boy. So, but it, it's obviously, you know, balls to the wall at this yeah. point. And then they show another shot with people dry humping in a circle, like human 
uh, centipede style. Yeah. There's like 15 of them. And they're just like, oh, oh God. Just dry love it. With their clothes on, by the way. Oh, well, furries do that too. So <laughs> what does? Furries. I don't know what a furry is. It's uh, people in like uh, plush costumes that oh, have sex. Cosplay with... dorks. Yep. Okay. I didn't know so they were called what, furries. Yep. Well, it's when you're specifically in like the full looking outfit almost like a mascot outfit oh okay got it like a winnie the pooh or got some it. shit got it can you imagine the inside of those costumes yeah. how sticky uh, well, and stale they smell they used to have these expos and obviously a lot of people complaining about uh yeah the stench i went to comic-con this weekend okay it fucking stinks yes it does i had many stories of blizzcon but i realized it's not their fault you can't well, wash these costumes that they're in you right. can't take a stormtrooper outfit to the dry cleaner and be like, "Hey, clean this." Well, you know, maybe maybe you shouldn't be playing dress up in ninety degree weather. You know, I was thinking about like these guys are dorks. They're not. If it makes them no, happy, I mean, let them fun. do it. Yeah. But you need to like figure out a way to clean this shit. Yeah. And obviously, deodorant is not the number one thing yeah, these people need, are buying. Right. They're more concerned with you know the perfection of the costume. Yes. Okay, so next a title comes up that reads How to OM Step by Step. Now, Nicole says, what does it mean to say that I'm a practitioner of orgasmic meditation? Ooh, That's what OM means because yeah. you're going to hear that a lot. She says, for purposes of simplicity, I'm going to describe it as a man and a woman just so that I can say he and she, but it can be all different crazy configurations. So next, we meet a former One Taste member named uh, Alana. She is definitely your full-blown classic crystals, sage, and spiritual type ex-hippie chick. You know, she's, she's older. She says, Nicole is certainly a genius. Brilliant idea to name it an OMing session, an orgasmic meditation. <laughs> because there's so many seekers, so many spiritual seekers in the Bay Area and around the world. You've turned this sex practice into a spiritual practice. So then we see Nicole in a, in a classroom type setting, okay? And she says, and she's instructing a woman, she says, she will lie down, there'll be a pillow underneath her head, a pillow underneath each leg. She'll butterfly, open her legs, and we see a woman yeah. crack her legs open, Ooh. okay? They blur out the bush. Thank All God. Right? Yeah. And a guy just starts stroking on her. Yeah. Okay. And then Nicole continues her instructions and says, and then he will get his finger onto her upper left hand quadrant of her clitoris. Okay. The upper left hand quadrant is a location that they have found scientifically to have a bundle of nerve endings. Ooh. Some say 8,000, some say 800,000. I don't know. Right. Now, me, by the way, that's a huge fucking spread of nerve endings. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would think at this point, scientifically, someone could narrow that number down right. just a bit. I know man's dicks have 4,000 nerve endings. So I'd yeah, be they, happy. They seem to be pretty accurate with those. I yeah. Mean, so it's like be, yeah. double. Study the clip. But give more. us the number for yeah. Christ's sake. Anyway, she says, but they can't find any reason for this bundle of nerve endings other than pleasure. The only thing that will prevent you from knowing you hit the spot is hoping you're hitting the spot. Not sure you hit the spot. What's the spot? I'm never going to find the spot. It's impossible. That'll be the thing that will stop you from the natural human intuition of feeling this little slightly electric ting. <laughs> oh God! You'll also know because she'll go. Oh, <laughs> and she will face. not. Oh, 
And she will not, this is very important, in any way at all, move her hips. She won't be doing weird moans. She'll just be what we call nailed. Oh, God. All right? Yeah. So then you will stroke up, down up, down up, down up. (laughs) Stop it. Up, down, (laughs) up, down, up, down, down, Uh, up. There you go. uh, For 15 uh, minutes. (laughs) Jesus. It's so simple. Yeah. So Alana says, now, if the man, if he's a good doer, he'll start to say, Oh, the lips of your pussy are starting to fill with fluid. Oh, and the shades of pink and coral and ruby. It's coming, the vagina is coming back to life now. (laughs) It's blooming. It's starting (laughs) to build tumescence. That's a word they used a lot, which was to to build the turn on, to build the energy. Lighter, faster strokes will bring somebody up, and then slower, firmer strokes will bring somebody down. So you bring them up, and then you plateau them. Then you bring them up and then plateau them. So yeah. in my mind, she's basically teaching bean edging. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And creating a place for guys that have never solved nature's Rubik's Cube to go fucking hang out in. You sure. know what I mean? So she says, Nicole, she says, this is how you hit the other dimension that you sense in your body is possible when you're having sex and maybe that you glimpse or that moment that you glimpse in orgasm where there's just nothing. This is how you get to exist in that place sustainably. Okay? So, Chris, he says the stroking practice was phenomenal. Great, (laughs) man. I love this. And for me, as a human being, you know, putting that much attention on just that one tiny spot on your index finger, touching the women's clitoris, just stroking... And from that one point, it opens up all these channels as a man that I just never even knew were accessible to me. Now, of course, they show Chris in mid-bean flick. Yeah. And he's digging in. Yeah. Okay? And this girl's moaning and wailing, yeah. which tells me he's not doing yeah. the nail job. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just going in like a... Like, right. <laughs> he's going fist in. Well, and they wear gloves. Oh, okay. You That's know? I, I mean, I guess... Uh, but he's definitely not nailing her because yeah. according to, you know, Nicole, she said she won't do weird moans. She won't move her hips. Well, this girl was flailing. Yeah. So I well, guess my point, point is... you can't control it, maybe. Well, I guess the point is that there's more than one way to do this shit. But Nicole says, if you want to nail them, you got to use my system. I call it being blacked. Being blacked? Blacked. <laughs> so Being blacked raw. Uh we're going to show her at an introduction to an OM lecture. She says, the guys here said, all I want is to have more sex. Please, please. They didn't realize they're immersed on an island of women who want sex. And so they were having like... The tw- island of Lesbos. <laughs> I think they call it. <laughs> yeah, I got a good laugh on that one. <laughs> they're having like 20 OMs a day. Their little fingers were in braces and they were like, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, you, I've put a finger uh, blast brace on. You've never done that? <laughs> no, man. Oh, dude. Finger blast brace. Well, yeah, but not on the finger, but on the wrist. New band name, I call it. Finger blast brace. <laughs> I have. I've finger blasted so hard before (laughs) that I've woken up the next day Uh, and wrapped my wrist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Because it'll hurt. You use the cock ring around your wrist. I I grabbed an ace bandage and I wrapped it 
And then I've even had somebody see me and they're like, what happened? And I'm like, ah, you know, just, yeah, nah, I was yeah, just, elbow deep in this hole. No, I was taking too many, you know, 18 foot jumpers in the, in yeah, the driveway. Yeah, right. Bowling, bowling accident. Uh, yeah. So anyway, doing the pink one in the stink. Ellen says what she was selling was an innovation in relating to your sexuality. Again, the Bay Area is the perfect place that people are going to be attracted to that open kind of idea. And more importantly, these people have extra money to throw yeah. around. Yep, yep, okay. yep. So now uh, we see another how-to OM video with a couple. And the woman says, he said to me, I'm going to describe your pussy now. Is that all right with you? I remember thinking... Stand there while I draw your pussy. <laughs> draw me like one of your French pussies. <laughs> draw me. Uh, I remember thinking I, I've never had someone do that before. I felt like somebody touched the deepest part that existed inside of me. I felt so... Exp- <laughs> they literally did. <laughs> yeah, they got in there. I felt so exposed and so vulnerable. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't think I've ever been that intimate with another human being before in my life. Yeah, yeah, this only poor a girl, chicken sandwich. <laughs> This poor girl had too many, you know, two bump, two pump chumps. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you're listening, if you don't know where the clit is and you're <laughs> over the age of twenty, just go get a block. Get a block. I mean, okay. On. So Ellen says nowadays, come on, these nine year olds are figuring it out. I watch a video. Yeah, yeah. So Ellen says, I got a couple for you. I don't need them. <laughs> Ellen says, I've talked to many people who said orgasmic meditation changed their life, that it helped them experience sexual pleasure that they thought was unreachable for them. And especially women who said, I've never had an orgasm before, and this helped me redefine what sexual pleasure could mean for me. You know, I had felt like there was something wrong with me. And now there was this alternative (laughs) that was presented to me that allowed me to embrace my body rather than feel ashamed. All right, so next, we're going to meet what I'm calling man-in-the-boat instructor, Yia Vang, okay? (laughs) Who says... My first introduction to orgasmic meditation was when I saw a demo of OM. And I remember that night, it was like, it was like, like the finger found the spot. And I was just like, oh, I feel like my whole body just like opened up. Now, there is a woman there um, who's going to be a major part of the story. Her name's Audrey, and she's an employee there. And she says, over the course of my four years living and working at One Taste, I became more relaxed and social in a way. And I think people could see it. I I became okay with men giving me attention at work. I became friendlier towards them and my career took off. I guess I owe that to a lot about men at One Taste. They were really like encouraging us to see the soft, sensitive, emotional sides of women. All right, so old Chris Cosley, he's going to take us a tour of the old warehouse, and he shows, walks us into this old warehouse that's now a BDSM dungeon. This is, yeah, this is sex dungeon number it's one, totally sex dungeon a, east. That's what he's doing. Sex dungeon he's like, south. He's like, see this rack on the wall? That's where the three o'clockers come in. You know, I do the 2 p.m.s over here, but uh. he was like, this is where I live. There were 15 beds up there. And, you know, he's like, this is where it all started. And, you know, he says he came from a home that was tough and he didn't have a relationship with, you know, women. And then he finds himself working in Silicon Valley as a software engineer and just didn't have any friends. And this is kind of like his family. So next we meet Ken Blackman. He's a former One Taste member with the title. This is no bullshit. Master Stroker. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
Dude, one one taste sounds like a Pepsi contest. Personally, I would have gone with like Supreme Bean Flicker or Joy Buzz Jacker. <laughs> Supreme Bean Flicker. Captain Clit. Yeah. You know? Captain, yeah. But he it's Master Stroke. Yeah. Ken The Clit Commander. Ken says, I was pretty successful except in my personal life. I was just kind of walking. I was kind of a walking encyclopedia of all the ways you can be bad with the opposite sex. I had a few different nicknames at one taste. One was Yoda. <laughs> and I think that's partly <laughs> because of my stature. I'm five feet. Yoda, the master stroke. Oh, Yoda. <laughs> there is no try to stroke. <laughs> there is only stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five feet tall. And so in a way that was good because <laughs> <laughs> he says I, I was a it. counter example to all of the men who thought they had to be a certain thing in order to actually have good relationships <laughs> with women. So obviously, as we know, if you, you know, uh, are short in life or you're blind, <laughs> you have extra sensory yeah, yeah. in other... Yeah, you share share doesn't even have to touch the clit to get <laughs> it. Just, just the to force the just to get the bean going. Yeah, he's pulling an X-wing out of her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, who's bringing the X-wing out of the swamp? <laughs> Rise. Do or do not. Oh. There is no try. Okay, hold on. All right. Okay, that's enough. Bringing an X-Wing out of her Dagobah system. Yeah. What, yeah, uh, what an analogy. <laughs> so anyway, Ken, we see him speaking at a one-taste coaching program. And he says, we're in this place now where women are actually self-sufficient. They don't need men to protect them anymore or to care for them anymore or to like provide for them anymore. So what can men do, Right. What women want is someone who's actually there meeting them as an equal and ready to play. He continues. He says, I think One Taste was a place where really what we were doing was increasing human connection and researching human connection. Like what happens when you are vulnerable with someone? What happens when you are more truthful than you've ever been with someone? And what happens when you expose your clitoris? (laughs) You know, he's five feet tall, so it's going to be on there on his head. Yeah. You know, you know, one taste, that taste that you get after your pussy's been licked a million times, you know, it starts to taste a little salty, sour. Yeah. Okay. So Nicole's at her TED talk. She says, the best thing you have to lose is the sense of hopelessness that you will never be reached deep inside. <laughs> Give me Christ. Jesus Christ. So Ruan, he says, look, I watched that TED talk like 20 or 30 times. He says, I really felt like something she was saying in that talk, touched me. Like something about it was more than sexuality. It's about real connection and realness. So in her TED Talk, she says, you get to have this most profound and deep experience with another human being. Uh, Ruan continues, in one taste, through OMing, we learned how to really put our attention on other people's feelings, which is basically what empathy is. But not just like, I can feel when you're happy or sad, but like I can feel the moment that you think I'm lying or I can feel the moment that like you pull back. Precision with empathy. Now, while he tells this story, we see a woman in a blindfold being led into a room. It's like an office. They shut the door. They strip her down to her panties and she lays down on her stomach, 
somebody lights some fucking sage mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people start painting symbols on her body while she just shakes her ass. Then she stands up and everybody claps. All right. Yeah. Cool. So Ruan says in high school, you know, he said he had debilitating anxiety. Uh, he learned how to mask it in his early 20s. And, you know, he just gets caught up with Nicole and says, my first class, the first half of the day, Nicole was speaking to people, giving impromptu coaching, giving them strokes was the term. That was life-changing because she could read, she could cold read people in such an accurate way. She'd say like, what are you here for? Some people would just say, you know, thank you and move on. And when she got to me, I was starting to say something mundane like, oh, sex is interesting. And I signed up with this class and she could see that or he could see it wasn't the right answer. So he just blurts out, I want to connect with people for real. And she turns back to him and, you know, he he says, I felt her attention. So you could kind of see that he's one of these people that's searching for somebody. Yeah. You know, and obviously in a vulnerable position. Yeah, I'm sure the guy's never really had too much sexual contact. You know, he's a young guy at the time. Yeah. So Nicole says, and this is in another class, she says, ultimately what we're aiming for is to create a permanent meeting space. So no matter how wackadoodle she gets when she's stuck up here in her ego, she knows that I can get there. That just sounds like fucking garbage to me, by the way. So Ruan gets a reading from Nicole. And... Nicole says to him, I know why you don't connect with people. It's like you're trying to stay in this tonal range. This way, say it again. Tonal range. Oh, God. It's a nice range, but you're denying people from the whole spectrum. Oh, fuck you. You're trying to act like a super uh, cute frat boy who says everything's cool all the time when really you're a dark, dangerous man. Oh. And no one had ever spoken to me like that before. I don't know if she was reading something in me Uh, for real or reading something that I wanted to be true, but it felt like the most resonant thing anyone has said to me. I did feel like I put up a facade with people to be liked, but inside I was angry. I was frustrated. You know, I felt dark inside. This was life changing. Everything she said. (laughs) Just the beginning before I ever OM'd. So these people, they live in this place. Do a lot of them have relationships with each other? Are they in open relationships? Is there like any policy? There's no real talk about it. No, the whole place is a fuck fest. It's just a fuck fest, no relationships. (laughs) Pretty much. So these guys aren't like, they're not like in a relationship with each other. No, but they're they're also working together. They're working together. They're fucking each other. Yeah, and you're going to get more info on how the whole, whole how your nine to five typical day goes at one taste. So then we're going to, we see another One Taste Presents Step 1 asking for an uh, an OM. It's like another promotional video. And it's called One Taste Step (laughs) 1. Project Goldfinger. I just hate that. Oh, fuck me. I'm glad it's not a red finger or brown finger. Jesus. Uh, Guy says, hey, would you like to have an OM? Girl, sure. Guy. Okay. I've only done it once or twice now. Girl, that's okay. Guy. When's a good time? Girl. uh, Now if you're not busy. Guy. All right. Let's go. Yeah. That's like uh, their promotional video of how, All to, right. how, to, how to OM. You need two pillows, a fucking yeah. candle, <laughs> some oil, and a fucking glove. fist. You need, and, and a, a glove, glove. yeah. Chris, At least one fist. Chris says the idea was to get this thing out into the world, right? Well, it became pretty evident quickly that I could like <laughs> shoot video and tell a little story. And like, boom, there we go. You know, some media. So next we see a, a YouTube promo. promo. And this is with a guy and a girl in a studio with a sign behind them that reads OM Stroking Basics. Fuck yeah. Okay. And then we hear a woman. So this is what you need to know to truly learn how to handle a woman's pussy. 
guy. That's right. We just said learn how to handle a woman's pussy. You know what? You don't just <laughs> grab him by the pussy. <laughs> can't anymore. According to Chris Nicole, she wanted to leverage that. And <laughs> he said <laughs> leverage the pussy. <laughs> leverage the pussy. With a fulcrum point. And he says, and that sort of became my raisin diatra. So I quit my job so I could be the video guy for one taste. <laughs> is leveraging is leveraging your pussy like putting the pussy on a pedestal? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's getting that pussy out there. Yeah. So I got to put all my women here's on the pedestal. The thing. I'd probably quit my job if I was Chris too, if I was just finger banging chicks all day and getting paid for it, even if I had to do make a couple of videos. This guy wasn't getting out much, is the yeah. point. Well, I got to put the pussy on a pedestal because all the girls I bang are 300 pounds. Oh, I don't know if we needed to hear that. So one of these videos is a promo for Nicole's book called Slow Sex. And you see this woman in the street. She's in fucking traffic. And she's got a bullhorn and she's screaming, your sex is not a problem. We've been living in a paradigm of wrong for too long. So they're trying to get a big media splash and to sell Nicole's book. And then there's another YouTube video and it's like this radio sounding guy. And he says, and what if you could learn how to become a master of the vagina? <laughs> Today, we're going to discuss why everyone is going to be happier when you learn how to give a woman a 15 minute orgasm. Hooray. And then you see these reviews and uh, Tony Robbins even says, I just recommended slow sex to somebody who definitely needs it. I just recommend it. <laughs> Here's my favorite review. Two thumbs way up. Oh, <laughs> uh, way up where? Yeah. So Nicole starts getting the press. And Two thumbs, dark and brown as fuck. <laughs> Nicole starts getting the press. Reporter, 15 minutes? 15 minutes? That's a lot of orgasm. Oh, what's the reporter. deal with these orgasms? <laughs> the One Taste Urban Retreat, not your average yoga studio. The pants come off the women, and soon the studio erupts in female ecstasy. And then there's just this long shot of women all getting finger banged in unison. Dude. Unison. Yeah. And like I and said. And are they getting, it, like, are they wrist deep? No, because I told you it's, yeah. it's the clit. Yeah. But, you know, Chris earlier, yeah. you don't get the gr the best angle. Right. You can't tell because you just see the arm moving yeah, up and down. Yeah, into a blurred frenzy. Yeah. No, you, they only blur out the puss. So you oh. see the hand going yeah. into this <laughs> blurred the, out. Into the abyss. <laughs> yeah. This blurred out abyss. <laughs> so Ellen says, Nicole, she couldn't be kooky. You know, she had to come at this, you know, with a wellness approach and women feeling empowered a visual testimony on how orgasmic meditation is practiced. So they start expanding. They go to uh, uh, New York, they go to LA, they go to London. And then we hear an unknown voice say, the statistics are terrible. 30% of women self-report that they don't reach orgasm when they want to. So then in 2013 and 14, they start holding conferences, week-long conferences with thousands of attendees. And they're making money. The yeah, money starts rolling in. And at one point, they were selling a membership that was $60,000. Jesus. Yeah. For what? Well, we'll get to that because I, I paused it. For just it. like orgies? I'm going to show Access you. Access to orgies? Because I paused it and I took detailed notes on every membership that you could get. Oh, fuck okay? yeah. So the first one is called Intro Workshop. Okay. 195 bucks. This sounds a lot like growlings. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> 195 for uh, the first week and yeah. then 12,000 uh, for, yeah. the, for the intermediate course. Okay, for improv, we have a sexual improv. We anyway. have sexual writing if you want to learn how to write porns. Here's what you get for 195. That's one. Okay, so, uh, 
It's one hundred ninety-five dollars a month. Here's uh, it doesn't say. Okay. It just says one hundred ninety-five. Here's what you get: discover orgasmic meditation, the subject of cutting-edge scientific research, and step onto the path of human flourishing. Learn the philosophy and steps to OM, and get all your questions answered along the way. This is the recommended way to start to practice. Okay, so did you get all that? I mean, I got it. Okay. Well, you know normally how like when you get membership programs, you get more shit? Yeah. This does like the Patreon. opposite. This does the opposite. Oh, it's shit. It's like the more you spend, the less you get. Whoa. So at least in my eyes, it says the second is called the Urban Monk Program. Now, this is two grand. Okay. You get or- orgasmic meditation, structured attention training practice, that you do with another person for 15 minutes. One partner strokes the other one's clitoris with no other goal other than to feel and be present. Now, I would think you'd get that for the 195. That's the way I read 195. Right. Next, we have the certified coaching program for 16,000. Okay. OM. Oh, this is like so you can become a click coach? This is all it says. Okay. OM has attracted a vibrant, passionate, worldwide community of people whose lives have been transformed. That's not even a, a course. That's just a statement. Yeah. But that's what you get you, for 16000 You get a license. You go, so then no, you, it just says OM has attracted a vibrant, passionate, uh, worldwide community of people whose lives have been transformed. Now, also, I just want to point out that typically with these tiering systems, you you pay the 16000 but you're also getting all the tiers below you as well. Maybe, but, but maybe in not. this case, all you're getting is everything before, and for $14,000, you're getting a statement. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it seems a little, a little loose there. Okay, after that, you could purchase the one-on-one coaching program for Nicole for 36000 OM takes the most powerful part of being human or potential for intimacy and offers a deliberate, repeatable method for accessing genius and human flourishing. What the fuck does that mean? What 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 am I getting for thirty six thousand dollars? Is yeah. my point. It, it's it's it, I have a feeling it's vague and ambiguous for a reason. Yeah, and it's either part of a money laundering scheme right. or it's just like okay, let's see let's see who it is and why right. they're giving this money, and then we'll and then we'll uh, we'll figure it out on a case by case basis uh what that really means got it um the last one is called magic school retreats oh god don't call it school that's what it says between 15 to thirty thousand dollars uh learn to be a priest of orgasm Ah. finally something different though yeah at this weekend most priests were the priests of orgasms at this week-long event tarot card reading om practices and spiritual experiences that you'll never forget but wait, there's, there's more. more. You can also purchase the annual membership for $60,000. Special offer, unlimited orgasms. That's what it says. And then it says special... <laughs> Fucking orgasm buffet. Special invitation to one taste events. Another perk is that these top dollar memberships came with front row seats to special events. Now, that's not a typo. It says another perk is that these top dollar memberships came. It should be come. Yeah. With front row seats. So either these morons fucked it up or whoever made the Netflix thing fucked uh, it up. Right. So I don't know who to blame here, but I'm right. not happy with the right, grammar. Right, right. Okay. I don't like this come and came play that they're trying to do with me. Anyway, Ellen says one taste caught the eye of really influential people. So Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, is this, is this where the pussy ca- candle sparked from? Maybe very possibly. Um, she ha- she goes on her podcast and pitches her book. So then we're gonna meet this guy by the name of Mike Marinacci. Okay, uh, he's a former student. He says, "I really wonder if she was trying to do an L. Ron Hubbard." Let's get some famous people in here. That was one of the many brilliant brilliant things the founders of Scientology came up with, the power of celebrity. If we can get movie stars, music stars, and people like that in our ranks as our public face, boy, that makes us really attractive to your average Joe or Jill. And she was absolutely right. And so I could see her kind of following that lead as well. So in 2017, Ellen... Get somebody reaches out to her and says, you got to check out One Taste. And she says, I remember how it was pitched. It's this uh, company that's going to help people connect with each other in a way that is going to help mitigate some pain we've seen from the Me Too movement because it helps people to be more sensitive to each other's needs. And she mentions it to a friend and her friend says, I know somebody you should talk to. They were a customer and they had a really bad experience. So she talks to her for a couple hours, hears the story, and then she says, wow, this is really different from all the reporting that's out there on One Taste currently. So this might be a really big story. So remember Hippy Dippy Alana? Yep. She says, when you're looking at Nicole, you're looking at Nicole, and she's looking back, and she locks into your eyes. It is like you are being completely seen, like down to your soul including everything, yuck and all, especially yuck. And while you're being like embraced in this gaze, also being, you know, picked apart like you're under a microscope, she starts playing this game, which is called pulling desires. And she says, what do you want? So, you know, she's fishing, she's pulling them out. And I say, I want to have more sex. I want to have more orgasm. I want to have more fun in the community. And she's like, come on, what else? What do you really want? And Alana says, so I reached down into the belly of my womb and I said, wow, I've never said this before, but I want to have a baby. (laughs) And she's like, not so fast. What else? And Alana's like, that's it. I want to have a baby. And she's like, what else do you want, Alana? And she goes, I want to have a demo. Okay. Like a music demo? No, a demo. Oh, demonstration. It's a demonstration of a woman having an orgasm for an hour straight. Oh. So she basically thinks she's in this group to find out what's wrong with her. And she does the process, breaks through, and realizes she wants to have a child. But Nicole says, that's not what you want. Right. What you really want to do is get on stage and get your fucking, you know, pussy flicked for an hour. Yeah. And she was just like, I gave in. Yeah. I guess that is what I want to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she says, I did this knowing full well that wasn't the bottom. That was Nicole's desire. Yeah. Nicole wanted to see Alana get yeah. a demo instead yeah. of ha- making her happy and getting a child. Sure, sure, sure. So yeah, that's manipulation. Yeah. So Audrey, she's the former, you know, employee. Uh, she says the type of personal reflection that they encouraged us to do was all about finding your deeper desire. Um, so we're going to flash back to an interview with Audrey. And this is when she was really young and she started with the company. And they, the interviewer says, what's your big desire? What turns on your pussy? <laughs> what t- you imagine being at work and being yeah. interviewed. Yeah. Hey, what turns on your fucking cock? Yeah, yeah. Just so I know yeah. around here, because I see you by the water cooler. And she just says, I want to coach and teach for one taste. Interviewer. Fuck. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Oh, fall guy, <laughs> man. That's fucking dope. So Alana pulls out her journal and she reads. She says, this is how Nicole manipulated people. She agreed that something was true if it matched what she wanted to hear. If you said something she didn't like, she called it a lie. So, you know, that's not the end of your desire. If you had any doubt, she knew how to increase that doubt until she told you what was she wanted to yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. She kept pestering until yeah. she got, you know, what she wanted. So out then of she day. says, so Bill and I pay Nicole 15000 <laughs> <laughs> which according to Nicole at the time was a very good deal. Yeah. And my course began. Well, I mean, unlimited uh, orgasms. Well, not, I know it's not unlimited, but. All right. So let's flash back to the classroom for a one taste demo. All right. So there's a woman on her back and she's just getting her bugs smashed. Okay. <laughs> With her thumb to go to yep. bug smasher. Well, whatever. You know what I mean? It's a figure of speech. And the class is watching and they're holding up various <laughs> signs that say like, uh, I thought they were going to be like 10, 9, or, you know, like a, a diving <laughs> thing. Yeah. But then they're just like, beast, play, orgasm, oh, emotion. Yeah. So Ellen says, a lot of people described to me going to some event where they were first exposed to One Taste, and maybe there was an explicit pitch for the company for taking a class, and then the pitch just starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, why don't you take the week-long intensive? You know, come learn from Nicole. Um, why don't you come help with sales? So then they show a sales meeting, and one of the members says, we need an initiation ceremony. We need to something edgy. Okay. I like it. We need a way to lock these people in. They're yeah. in for the full weekend, the full ride. So Ruan, he's speaking of the head of sales, Rachel Cherowitz. And Rachel's like, you know, we think he should be perfect for this 15,000 course. And he's like, I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, I was broke. And he's like, I, I'd love to, but I can't. And then he says, you know, well, you should just come and hang out with Nicole and talk about your life. But the point is, by the end of the conversation, he's got 15 grand on his credit card. Oh, God. <laughs> so he's in debt. Yeah. Um, Ellen says, I've had people describe this sales tactic of we play some sort of communication game like hot seat. Um, someone sitting in the middle being asked a bunch of questions. And in the back, one taste is taking notes. And they're writing down, okay, this person's recently divorced. This man's unsure how to approach women. And then they strategize about which staff member would be best to go over and talk to them to close them. Yeah. Uh, hippie Alana, she says, Nicole's brilliant at seeing wounding. And so that's what she hooks into. And then becomes the, she becomes the salve of the wounding. Okay. And then Ellen says, on top of that, there was this very strong connection between how well you were doing spiritually with one taste and your ability to sell courses. Okay. They were, right? That makes sense. Yeah. I wonder which one was taken to more consideration. Yeah, they really saw that as connected. They thought that a more turned-on woman would sell courses better because they wouldn't be projecting their turn-on to the customers, right. where it was almost like channeling this divine force that would help you in such an earthly pursuit as closing a sale. All right, so let's go to a sales training seminar and let's hear a woman speak. The woman says, I'm a turned on pussy, <laughs> feeling and savoring every stroke going through me, sent back out with power and love to shine. And there's one audience member that goes, yeah, <laughs> just one. <laughs> so Audrey, the former member, she says, we're supposed to talk about cock. Yeah. Like talk about crass, nitty gritty sexual stuff because that's hot. 
that's what we're trying to do at one taste. You know, it turns people on when they get that flutter in the stomach when you say cock or pussy. Yeah. Which actually, probably, I know I do. Well, and she, I, I agree. <laughs> it fucking does. But she says, well, I think it embarrasses people. And I don't know if that's a turn on or a discomfort. Yeah. It's yeah, a turn yeah, on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Sorry. There's, here's my point. There's nothing worse than when you're like intimate with somebody and they're like, oh, oh, will you stroke my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> or have you ever had a woman say, will you put your penis in me? And yeah. you just see your dick go limp. Yeah, I don't like the word penis. No, there's word, There's reason the word yeah. cock and pussy yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not, uh, in my opinion, that's not, you know, a word that is like, uh, I don't, what's the term I'm looking for? Well, it feels too scientific and it feels exactly. too, it doesn't feel uh, 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 it's, uh, natural or right. so, primal. Yeah, but the point is, I don't think it's degrading. Nah, you I know? don't think so either. Right. So, Chris, he says... Unless they're like, you know, stick your dirty, disgusting, smelly <laughs> cock in me. <laughs> stick that fucking little piece of shit. Chris says, at one point, Nicole is like, we're going to teach this thing called orgasmic rebalancing. And she did a demo of what orgasmic rebalancing was. You know, you could kind of see it from the footage. The closest thing would be Reiki. Is it Reiki or Rick? Re yeah, I think Reiki, okay. Reiki. So you're moving the energy in the body? Yeah. And he says, I'm sure the footage, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I'm sure it looks crazy. Well, that's a fucking understatement. Yeah. I saw yeah. the footage. Oh, it's fucking batshit. <laughs> She's literally just like grabbing and just throwing her arms around and then just like all over the head and yeah. all over the face. Exorcism. And then she gets down on the pussy and just is like, <laughs> <laughs> the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Working the arms yeah. back to the pussy, you know, and keep in mind, this woman's wearing clothes, but it looks like, yeah, like you said, like a fucking exorcism. Yeah. So Mike Marinacci. The power of Christ, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> Mike Marinacci says, I was immediately taken to Nicole. I thought she was very charismatic, but at the same time, I could see she was a hustler. So like who's she backed by? Do you think we're going to get there? So off camera, somebody says, tell me a bit the about Democrats. that. Is, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. Fucking Elon <laughs> is Nicole de Don, a con artist. Now they interview her former husband, Don. And this is weird. He looks like the game of Thrones guy. The little one, Peter Dinklage. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. The he's, little guy. Wait, yeah. wait, like he looks like him. Like, he like, looks like him, but, but he's not a little guy. But the, the face and yeah, head, the head looks like Dinklage. <laughs> so again, he's asked, is she a con artist? And he says, yeah, you got to dissect that word, though. Uh, it means confidence. It's like, yeah, she can say things in such an enthusiastic way and have so much knowledge around it that she is a fantastic salesman. So then on screen, we see... Public orgasm demonstrations or demos were a, a part of One Taste culture. Now, in order to raise money and gain publicity, Nicole invited venture capitalists and journalists to her own public orgasm demo. Yeah, I like how you do uh, the air quotes with that. Thank you. The evening, well, wait till you hear her. The evening began with an occult ritual. Oh, this is getting fun. Yeah. Well, it gets even weirder because they pull out a videotape, uh -huh. not a DVD. Okay. They put the videotape in the VCR. Sure. And this is their, this is the 2010s it's, you're talking Yeah, no, before. Okay. It's like Blair Witch and shit. Um, no, but I'm saying the, the, the year, time date. The, yeah. No, no, but the year that they're doing this. It comes updated. Oh. Eight, seven, seven, called the Stinson, Stinson Beach Demo. Mm. So let me set the scene 
of the old Stenson Beach demo. In the video, Nicole is half naked sitting on a Which car. half? Uh uh, it's tough to tell from the it's, angle. It's just, just the left half. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just say scantily clad. Okay. Okay. So she's sitting uh, on a carpet in front of a bed. Cool. There's a guy behind her sitting in a chair. Okay. There's a guy in front of her in a chair. Okay. And then there's this priestess lady with like a full headdress. <laughs> okay. All right. And there's a candle in the back. If you had the to, like the headdress, how would you relate it to look? Eh, Mayan headdress, you know? My- <laughs> okay. It's pretty significant, uh, though. Mayan headdress, okay. Okay? Um, and it, there's crystals by the bed sure. and rocks and other fucking bullshit. <laughs> sage in the air. And then the woman with the headdress, she breaks out the rattle. And she's like... Yeah, it's supposed to, uh, it's supposed to synchronize both sides of your brain. Whatever. And then she grabs stones uh-huh. and starts like stroking them on Nicole's Ooh. back and the rattles going off. And then she just cuts out a frame and uh, walks over to a basket. <laughs> okay. Shakes the rattle. Yeah. And she just reaches in there and grabs out a snake. Yellow and black. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't the, a cobra. Okay. I know what a cobra looks like. Yeah. It's got a fucking snake. Yeah. And she's like, eh, 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 eh. it's not like Indian shit. Okay. It's definitely like more oh, voodoo it's shit. Like Bjorky. Yeah. But she's got Bjorn, the snake. Bjork, and she wraps it around Nicole's neck. And these people that are watching, they're just sitting there with blank stares on their faces. They're, sure, just, like, they're, like, <gasps> they're just like, oh, they're this is na- fucking normal. Yeah. This is a demo. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Then we hear Nicole. So the snake doesn't like do anything. It, um, it just does what a snake does. <laughs> wraps slith- around slithers. slithers around titties and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Music just there. It's not like she inserted it in herself cool, like cool. a vibrator. It's not cool. bestiality. Cool, cool. So anyway. Oh, yeah. I never really thought about that. Bestiality. That could be considered bestiality. Yeah. Sticking a snake in your pussy. If, if it's an animal. Yeah. It's bestiality. <laughs> so anyway, Nicole says, I'm interested in letting my body be used in the transmission of the experiences that have been given to me. There is an experience of beauty that one feels when something is in harmony. This was that kind of beauty. Today, I am immersed in it. I feel here that there is something inside of me connected to everything. And then a guy walks over to her and takes a robe off. She wasn't wearing a robe in the first scene, but she's got a robe on. Okay. And she's totally naked. And then she slowly gets into stroking position Spreads her legs, <laughs> stroking position. Spreads her legs, and out of nowhere, the pro button blaster guy, he comes in and just works her. Yeah, and she's coming hard. Yeah. She's doing that. What is this when they do this with their fingers? Uh, just yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Eyes yeah. Are, yeah, I don't know what it's called. Like it's like a yoga thing. Yeah, like uh, she's shit. doing the finger thing. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Eyes oh, are fuck. rolling in the back of her head. And she's just coming. Yeah. Now coming. we're presuming this is an hour because it's a demo. Yeah. It's coming for an hour. It's a so long time. F- nobody comes for a fucking hour. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I women except can... snake oil salesmen. <laughs> right? I mean, women might be able to hey, have multiple I would orgasms. Love to, trust me, I've seen women have multiple orgasms, but never an hour, man. Yeah. I don't know. May, maybe. So she, anyway, so yeah. um, you got to work up to the hour. She says. There's an intimacy that I feel with my partner, the bed, the plants. The world becomes one giant network of neurons. And this entity that I call Nicole is part of this. Oh, God. So then, next shot, it's a guy in a, a suit. Okay. He walks over, 
and touches her. Oh, God. It's turning into some fucking evangelical yeah, shit. Yeah, totally. It's uh, like, la, 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 nobody's la. speaking in tongues or anything, but like he touches her. Oh, he just melts. <laughs> McDojo life. Clearly an actor. Yeah, like just like the Steven Seagal, like the fake dojo leaders that like. Clearly are, a fucking actor. Then Chris says. Well, if you're looking at the footage from the Stenson demo, what you're seeing is batshit nuts. Yeah. Come on. Someone's up there completely naked getting her pussy stroked and there's someone with snakes and like, what's going on? And he says all that stuff was there to create a certain kind of aura for people in the room like investors. Yeah. And that aura is yeasty. So (laughs) back to the Stenson Beach video. After she's done orgasming, Someone adorns her with a robe, and then she starts like pecking a guy, like a little, like yeah. a little duck. No, no, no. Like, oh. mm, mm. Okay. And it's this guy, and he's so turned on. Uh-huh. And it turns out he's one of the investor venture uh-huh. capitalists named Reese Jones. Of course, of course he is. But it's just creepy the way they're just pecking each other. Yeah. So Ellen says the Stenson Beach demo. It's intense. Sometimes it's like she's laughing. You can't tell. You know, she's crying. She says there's a lot of moaning, which, come on, she already told us. Yeah. If you're fucking doing it right, you don't moan. Yeah. Uh, you hear people in the audience expressing their sensations. You know, it's like a warmth in my belly or like a tingling in my face. And then the head of, that Rachel Sherwitz woman, head of sales, uh, she starts shepherding up audience members to like touch Nicole's thigh while the demo's going on, uh-huh. you know, and they're like basically saying, feel the energy being yeah. transmitted from this OM session. So Chris says, you realize, holy shit, I'm actually experiencing things in tandem with this woman who's getting stroked in front of me. Like I'm actually feeling stuff in my body too. Yeah. Well, what I saw did not look real at all. So, um, yeah. Ellen says, and even though I think most people would watch that and think like this is bananas, like me, because it fucking was, um, it looks like the people in the room feel like something really is happening. Yeah, because they're fucking actors, most likely, and paid to be part of the fucking con. You know, good con men don't work solo. All right. Right. So anyway, Stroker Ace is done. (laughs) Okay. His name's Joshua Boschnack. The closer... The fucking the stroke closer. <laughs> well, he's actually bringing the lefty in <laughs> eighth inning specialist. Yeah, yeah. According to him, he does go by the term master stroker. <laughs> fucking he is on camera and he says, "I hope you really got a sense tonight, yes, master stroker, of what it's like to have a woman, a fully trained woman, get off and see the places that she can go. It's just unmatched. I mean, there's nobody else that who I stroke." can do what she does. Yeah, stroking shaman. It's like a fucking, yeah, it's like the guy in uh, just pitched a no-hitter and he's got his ice in the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> like, his elbow, <laughs> shit. His fucking elbow's wrapped with the ace bandage. With the fucking no, that's pack. on my wrist. But I'm just saying, you know. So Marinacci says, when I took the course, by that point, we had both female and male OMing. And my partner was very skittish about doing a male. So Nicole stepped in and I had a meltdown. And then they quickly show Nicole jacking a guy off. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking face you made. And the way you did it. Like, it's, like jacking a, him off. it's like a one and a half second shot. Nicole's yeah. jacking a guy. <laughs> guy's face is blurred out. Yeah. And he says, I started shivering, crying. Tears were rolling down my cheeks. Then she sort of moved me to her breasts and started stroking my head. And the part of me 
that wasn't having a meltdown, the rational little control center there was thinking, oh, yes, Nicole, I know what you're up to. You're making yourself my mommy. Oh, God. You're holding me gently, tenderly in your lap, next to your breasts, and stroking my head and looking lovingly at me. You're trying to imprint me as mom, and it didn't work. Now, did I mention this guy's bad shit crazy, too? Yeah, well, I'm okay, sure. Because he ain't all there either. Mike continues. I guess if I didn't have that little skeptical bit of my consciousness, maybe I would have really bonded with her. Maybe I would have gone all in for one taste and had been one of her really fervent members and defenders, but I didn't. Been a one taste to the breast? Uh... All right, let's go to a lecture, orgasm, spirituality, and happiness session. Okay, says, what's, the, what's the acronym on that one? I don't, uh, I don't <laughs> remember what course that was in, but it's definitely not the intro. This ain't 195, I can tell you that. So Nicole says, you're all welcome to come, get stroked. And we have Darshan (laughs) from 11 to 1, (laughs) Monday through Friday. And it would be honor, it would be my honor to stroke anybody in this room. Yeah. All right? So you remember Click Cracker, (laughs) Ken Blackman? (laughs) Do you remember Ken Blackman? Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He says... If you look at Zen Buddhism or any of these things, there's levels of being ready for the next piece of truth. Whenever it became public that there was also a male stroking practice, all the men were like, I want that. MSP. I need that. No fucking shit. It's your turn. You're right. So Ken realizes there's an imbalance in the force, if you will. Guys want to get beaten off, you know? And he says it, it became a quagmire. So he says we kept it private. Um... As soon as it was on the table, it changed everything. Well, yeah, they're going to have to have a jizz mop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot, slop, a lot more sloppy. So, and it can't uh, last an hour. It's like, yeah, that's the length. Yeah. So um, we just had it not be, it's not on the table. It's not on the table <laughs> that there is a male stroking practice. Ah, uh, fuck these yeah. fucking so girls. I, yeah. Off camera, someone joked around and said, oh, it's like a spiritual hand job. Yeah. So J-O-I. So Ken, he says, so that's the problem, is it can devolve into a hand job, and we want it to be something very different than that. Right. Like a woman stroking a man's penis brings up a whole bunch of cultural things that the reverse simply does not. Now, Bullsh- a wo- now a woman sticking something in a man's ass. Now oh, that's- yeah. Maybe they should have gone that way. Oh, no, they're going to go. <laughs> my whole point is, fuck that. It's called reciprocation. Right. All right. It may not be pretty, and it may not be, you know... Uh, harmonious or harmonious to watch, but you better figure something out for the fucking right. guys is my point. So basically Ken's saying, you can't just flip the script and call this an LM. And I'm like, my point is, yeah, you, you can, yeah, and well, you fucking should. Or figure something out. Yes. And Ken says, it ends up not being an OM. Fuck that. It is an OM. Figure it out. I'm with you. So then we take a, a lecture on semantics and communication, and Nicole says, we have a female female identity in our culture, right? The female is the victim. And if I, in any way, don't buy into that, then there's only two options with victim. There's villain. So then we're going to go to a one taste beyond uh, Tantra lecture. Mm -hmm. And a man from the audience, they're kind of like spitballing here. 
And a man from the audience says, your practice session where women are being OM'd, orgasmic meditation, by men who are not present, don't know who they are, aren't clear in their sense of purpose. A woman can't open her legs to a man at that level and think, it's really important for you or someone who is highly trained to be here in these practice sessions. When the man impresses his shape into her, her whole body feels that. Her whole consciousness is ignited. But I think what you need to tighten up is the practice sessions. Nicole says, what you say for me feels like a uh, protection of women in such a way that it continues an idea that we need to be protected. And that idea keeps me not taking responsibility for my sex. So then we go into the One Taste coaching program lecture and Nicole says, so I have a story okay. and I am no victim. The problem with the victim story, it takes away your power. If you want to know the real way to deflect rape, it's to turn on 100%. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. uh, because then there's nothing to rape. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. get wet. Yeah, oh, here we go. Easy. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. So Audrey says Nicole had some very barbaric messages yeah. when she talks about the darkness that she has or the darkness that she came from. So then there's a lecture on alchemizing trauma. And Nicole says trauma is just stuff that's stuck in the body that needs discharge. It sounds like a marine yeah. rant. <laughs> I think fear is, what is that? Sweat is fear leaving the body? Yeah, some shit like that. I think what you do, <laughs> I mean, this is going to be my suggestion every time, is you OM a lot. As long as you OM, whatever is in there becomes to come out. It's just progressively and gently opening up and releases. And then you can just face and be rid of it. Face and be rid of. And then pretty soon... What you just notice is your capacity to sit in pain decreases and you just got to get that shit out fast and then you're clear again. Yeah, clean the pipes. Yep, yep. So, These pipes are clean. Do you, remember, do you ever see Cabin Boy? Yeah, it's been a Back long in the time. Day. These pipes are clean. She continues. You know, my dad was a child molester and he had experiences with young girls and used me as bait. And so that exact behavior or me colluding with somebody who would cause harm. And I got that seed out. I got free. I could forgive everybody in the whole experience because I got free of that. I think I told the story in here when I was a stripper and they put a knife to my throat. Oh, well. Starting to make sense here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a healthy, uh, yeah, healthy so, base. So Ellen says Nicole's bio biography, it's sort of nebulous and mysterious. Um, and you don't know what's really true. Uh, it's been revised several times. Uh, but she had formally talked about being a stripper. Uh, Nicole says, I've got great cred. I came from darkness. And Alana says she was a very highly paid call girl. She would tell stories about getting $700 for a trick. I think that's the term. Oh. <laughs> her ex-husband, Don. Turn a trick, huh? Her ex-husband, Don, says, then she had a thing where she would play around socially with people, like mess with their heads. Guys especially. friend of mine was like, oh, she's a monster. She's a monster. Like, stay away from her and stuff. And that was very intriguing. We had done some LSD earlier one day, and she proposed to me. Having your wife be a sex cult leader was like, it was pretty interesting for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> one way to put it. Sure. It's like I was totally ready to go buy a Harley and ride up the coast and be in a sex cult. Are you kidding? <laughs> And take LSD. Yeah. I totally wanted to do all that yeah. stuff. All right. So we're going to meet the One Taste co-founder, uh -oh. Rob Candle. 
Ugh. at a history of one taste lecture. He says, our mission plan, our business plan was this 800,000 people trying to practice orgasmic meditation. Wow. 10,000 people at the level of mastery Whoa. or teachers and ascend to all major cities of the world. Yeah. So Ellen, according to Ellen, Rob was her first business partner. He was a guy uh, who worked in tech and finance and he meets Nicole and he was a geek. He was nerdy. And uh, Nicole wanted Rob for his unending devotion and his bank account. Uh, she describes him as nebbish, uh, looking for approval. And Nicole was the opposite, had a really cool sense of style. And she basically groomed him to look hotter. So are you ready for open taste, open mic night? Uh-oh, let's yeah, do it. They got their Can't... own, own mic, open oh, mic night. Oh, shit. Maybe I should sign up. <laughs> yeah. So Rob... He goes, I'm stroking a hot young thing. Oh fuck! This is like a this is like orgasmic open mic. Yeah. Oh no. He goes, I was stroking a hot young thing on a warm Tuesday morning. <laughs> That's it. That's all. And he then says. there's this oh snapping, you know, platter. Not much applause. So Don says again, her whole mo was Scientology, and not just Scientology, all kinds of cults. Uh, Slapping my pussy hard. He's mean. This Light is spring. That's like a. It's like a, a, a Def Camp Def Com poet night. Oh, okay. Life spring. EST. And then they do this. Um, uh, what do you call it? Just a bunch of intercuts, kind of a montage of Nicole. Okay. And here's what she says: The shamans say that a medicine man begins by falling into the powers of demons. Mm -hmm. In Kabbalah, it's called Hesed and Gavura. In the darshan, <laughs> in the darshan, there's a thing called Satguru, the Desire Sutras. It's sacred. In the more esoteric practices, I went to go see Amma, Zalman Shakter Shalomi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard all these listening to. Have you heard uh, have like you heard, the occult stuff? Have you heard Camilla and, yeah. and Wilkie? Oh sure. Uh, and then she says, "Think about the Buddha, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell, Rumi, B BKS Iyengar." Uh, Krishna Murthy. By the way, Malcolm, what was the Malcolm? I, everybody knows Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know who Tom, Malcolm Gladwell. 10,000 hours, bro. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he got kind of screwed on the name there because yeah. everybody else has like a really epic name. Well, so. he's new. Yeah. The Tibetan Buddhist, sort of like Mother Teresa, a universal sanctuary light bearer, Shabbat, the love of Jesus. That is religion and the duck has it. All this fucking crazy shit about sacred and spiritual, right. uh, you know, uh, whatever. So um, Alana says one taste is a, basically a Buddhist concept. Yeah. The Buddha said... Just I mean, I've been getting a lot of Buddhists and in, in like, like a, a Hindi vibes okay. from all this. Well, then your radar's on. She says, just as the ocean has one taste, the taste of salt. So, <laughs> so I know what you're thinking, so but we're not very close. My comes So salty. also this teaching and discipline has one taste, the taste of liberation. Oh, I see. There's always some kind of fucking mm -hmm. political bullshit with this yep. too. Liberation let's, with a victim. Let's let's go back to Ruan. He says, when "Don't you walk, rape <laughs> <laughs> until we tell you to, because yeah, that's yeah. common." Yeah. So Ruan uh -oh. says, "When you walked into one taste, most people have one definition of orgasm. The common definition, a sexual the climatic. Christian, the Christian, <laughs> Christian definition. Yeah, the O face. Yeah, yeah." That's orgasm. And then you go into an OM class, and orgasm kind of changes a little bit. Like, it's not just the event of climax. 
it's like climax is one of the eight stages of orgasm. Sweet. So they list the eight stages. I, these are not in, in order, but there there was turn We're better on, than the 12 stages. Turn on, restoration, resolution, peaking, I'd call it edging, yeah. excitement, plateau, stillness, climax. So that's their okay. eight, eight levels of Sounds like a sounds like a shitty book. Yeah. Um, that's one you don't read. That's when you look at the pictures at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he says, the orgasm starts to mean something more like chi, energy that flows through the universe and flows through you. Mm. If you follow it, you'll become more in tune with nature. And that was also orgasm. Most people don't realize their definition of orgasm is changing week to week or month to month. And at a certain point, by the time I was leaving, God became synonymous with orgasm and orgasm was Nicole. Okay, so then we're going to hear a voice. Well, you can't spell God without an O. <laughs> God. This is from a former person uh, that was in the group that remain, uh, wants to remain anonymous. He said, I looked at her and I said, you're starting a religion, aren't you? And she goes, yeah, I want to start a religion. But the thing is, you can't sell God because you can get God on Amazon. <laughs> what I'm selling is sex because you still can't get that. Yeah. So... A voice off camera says, so it wasn't a long leap from there that the priest ceremonies began. Sure. Yeah, we're trying to get that uh, 501c3 classification. Uh, yeah. We need to uh, change around on some of this literature to make it sound more... Uh, Can we run that by legal real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound more religious-y. Where's that one where we don't have to pay any taxes at all? Oh, yeah, just mark the box. It says you're yeah. a church. There you go. So remember old Mike? Uh, he says, I got a call from Nicole saying... Church of Modern Day Gape. Yeah. <laughs> Mike says, I got a call from Nicole saying, Mike, One Taste is going to be doing something we call the magic school. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the magic school. That's the best they could come up with. Oh, my God. They got faded as fuck one day, watched Magic School Bus. They probably saw David Blaine and were like, dude, <laughs> this is what we need. So anyway, he says, uh, they asked him to help him out. He says, we'd like you to help out with some rituals we yep. want to do. Help design them. Help stage them. And we want to initiate some priests of OM. Read these books and figure out some uh, tips. The cynical part of me says, okay, well, if she's got it successfully incorporated as a religious body, well, you know, no taxes. <laughs> she said, we want to have myself and others, main women who were other main women who were involved with the sort of... Uh, being the initiators, being the goddess figures, taking the men into the whole thing and saying, you are now a priest. So, Cosley, remember him? Yep. Old Mr. Clean. He says, when somebody becomes a priest, they're agreeing, they're stepping into kind of a different level of life. Shit, I wonder if this also gives them some kind of like um, client privilege, like a... Uh, attorney client. What is it called? Um, attorney because, client privilege. Yeah, privilege. Well, because attorney confession priest privilege. Yeah, like because 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 doctors, attorneys, and priests have mm -hmm. this client confidentiality. Absolutely, unless it's diddling kids. That's the deal breaker. Yeah. If you're like a psychiatrist, if they yeah. talk about diddling kids, yeah. I'm pretty sure murders up there too. Well, I mean, killing yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I think psychology is like they're or psychiatry. They're uh, they're required to like. 
pretty yeah. much rat on you if you do anything illegal. Yeah, but you could tell them a lot of fucked up shit, though, and still get away with it. Yeah, anyway. you just have to make it hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you. Yeah, semantics in the conversation. Yeah. What if you had a friend? Yeah. <laughs> now, this friend, he's big and purple. Yeah. Anyway, Audrey, she says, I volunteered so I could get into the room and see what it was like. Otherwise, it would have cost at least 15 grand, maybe 30 grand. So at this point, the filmmakers can take some literary license to create what they're, you know, describing. And they do so in sort of an eyes wide shut sort of way. Right. You know, there's a lot of, you know, women making out in the background. Island of Lesbo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice callback. Lots of belly dancing, more Ooh, snakes. Yeah. Mike said what you should snakes. Mike said what you should be wearing is black face coverings. Below that, nothing. What this is communicating is you are the goddesses, the female force that's faceless, the egoless. That's now saying to these guys, I welcome you to be my servants. Ah. And I remember watching and just feeling this power. And I said, I hope this is working on other people because it's working on me. Yeah, I'm feeling this goddess energy. Yep. I'm feeling this, you know, the sacred female yeah. sexuality. <laughs> Ruan says, these priests of orgasm would do the OM practice in this ritualistic fashion where they kept like moving from woman to woman. And then we see a lineup of all the women with their legs spread open. And they're just going from... Hole to hole to hole yeah. to hole. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like a golf course. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a putt putt course. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a par three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now we're going to get to the gorilla, the big uh, giant gorilla and the windmill. I don't know if they use gloves in this one. I couldn't oh. tell. So anyway, raw. Chris Cosley says Nicole was a showman. Bareback. She's got a little P.T. Barnum in her. You think? <laughs> Mike said, what a beard? I, Mike said, I sort of joked to myself and I said, well, she's trying to put together the sexy Illuminati here. Oh, God. And it was interesting because being around 200 young, beautiful and very turned on folks that were attending it, you know, they were paying a lot of money. Yeah. He said, I could easily imagine the gross take for the five days being over a million dollars. Wow. But he <laughs> said, I think they're getting their money's worth. So... <laughs> We're going to go to a one-taste church of orgasm seminar. Now, Rachel, she's the head of sales. She says, God in his wisdom selected this group of men and women to be purveyors of his goodness. We went not to, to the proud, the mighty, the famous, or the brilliant. He went instead to the humble, to the sick, to the unfortunate. So what is she just reading the Bible here, I'm guessing? Right. Ellen says, Rachel was head of sales. She was the powerful figure and very close to Nicole, basically a right, right-hand right woman. And then we see another uh, One Taste live stream, and Rachel says, I'm Rachel, and I teach dark arts. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> crowd's like, like, dark arts. crowd doesn't know what to do. They're like, yeah. It's Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah. We have a Sith Lord in our presence. Let's get Yoda out here. <laughs> uh, Rachel, she says, I would say, I would say, that it is the fourth dimensional class that I teach. <laughs> the third dimensional class I teach is sales. Yeah. Oh, fucking this guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh, you ready to go back? Sales, to, sales is next to whatever. You yeah. ready to go back to open mic night? Yeah. Okay. So there's a woman on stage and she's holding a mic and she's got a collar and a leash around her neck. Sweet. And she says, all right. So Rachel, <laughs> your time's come, my dear. Rachel comes up and she's like, I didn't write anything. 
Like, bitch, you're out of sales. Come prepared. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and woman, she, she says, she didn't write anything either. We have another pussy channeler. Crowd's going crazy. Yeah. Oh, pussy. <laughs> pussy. I could touch her, right? And then they, she just starts grabbing her collar. And then they cut to Rachel and she's like crying and tearing up. And she goes, you guys really are my family. Oh, yeah. And I've been thinking all week how to say it. Like how to just say how good it feels to be here and be ignited and turned on <laughs> and have that be from a very authentic place. So I think that's just what I want to say. <laughs> so at this point in the documentary, yeah, how many men have came? I haven't seen one guy. <laughs> it blows loads. No, I've never I've not even seen a guy with a boner. But we've uh. seen one guy. Trying to molest a woman about yeah. three times and the woman saying no and yeah. slapping him. Right. You know? Not a good look. So then we see Rachel in a YouTube video. This one's titled Orgasmic Meditation with Nicole de Doan. 30 Days yeah. of Internet, number seven, slash Deepak Chopra. Fucking Deepak. That's a fucking wordy title. Yeah, by Deepak the way. Chopra is a fucking fraud. Well, Rachel says, when I was 25, I was told by a therapist that I was inorgasmic, meaning <laughs> like I couldn't climax as a woman. <laughs> inorgasmic. That's a word. If I had to go through life not enjoying sex, what's the point? So in my first OM, I felt this one moment of electricity and thought, oh, that's what it means to be a woman. So according to Ellen, Rachel's like the dark arts enforcer. Yeah. You know? Because she says that's important because as Nicole Rose, in stature, a guru has to kind of stay above the fray. Yes. Somebody else has to do the fucking grunt work. Right. So Audrey says, one taste employed a lot of people who hadn't really gone into their careers yet. People were jumping at the chance to be working at a startup about sex. People were waking up at 7.30, going to OMs, going to a staff meeting right after that. There was no boundary between work and other things we did. So they're just fucking sending emails and walking into the fucking stroke shop. Yeah. You know, all day long. Stroke chambers. Yeah. Stroke, 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 stroke. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you care to join me in the stroke chamber? Uh, so Ruan says when he was hired, uh, he was told, you'll get 20% of the revenue from the New York branch. And he's like, that was a lot of money because they were bringing in 20 grand a day. So yeah. he said later he found out, no, it's actually 20% split up amongst five other people. Uh, so he's feeling like he's getting fucked and he's feeling like, you know, they're treating him like a dick for just asking what his compensation was. Right. Audrey says, I was told to, um, they get um, real government. Like when they uh, start talking about money, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Got to protect the guru, bro. Yeah, exactly. So Audrey says, I was told to own with people when we had up arguments. Okay. Wait, you were told to what? OM. Oh, oh okay. Orgasmic meditate yeah, yeah, yeah. with people that you had a, a work argument yeah, with. Yeah, come, come. So come, it's come, like, let's you know, we're having a disagreement. All right, man, let's, uh, let's hash this out. I'm just going to hash this out <laughs> in the sex chamber. Yeah. Grab your glove. Ooh, uh, I, don't think, I don't think there's one open for another 30 minutes. She basically said, if you weren't getting along with someone and they're rubbing you the wrong way, <laughs> I see what she <laughs> hey. did there. Yeah. She said, then you're supposed to fuck them. Oh, great. She, and an interview says, did you ever have to do that? And she says, I felt like if I didn't, I wouldn't be important and I wouldn't get attention. And I was very much wanting to be higher like management at One Taste. Yeah. So there was a period of time I did things that were suggested. God, this One Taste is such a... I hate the name. Yep. Ruan says, hey, man, there's an adage at One Taste. When the sensation is high, you can either fuck or fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
One time I had this tension with one of my coworkers and Rachel said something like, right, this, no, we're not doing this. You guys go have sex. Don't come back uh, until you're done. (laughs) So he's like, I'm supposed to go fuck with somebody I'm arguing with. Like our employer is directing us to go have sex. Yeah. And he said it was a little awkward, but we did it and we came back. Yeah, so it couldn't have been that awkward. Sorry. It's literally sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it could be potentially the most personal and uh, awkward thing in your whole life. And I, and I get it. You're at a, you had a, you know, orgasmic ink here, but it's like, it's it, in the company name, buddy. Be expected yeah. to come to yeah. work and come. Yeah. To work. Yeah. And come, and come to work. And come. <laughs> Alana says, whenever there was a course, there was always, women from one taste because the courses were always male heavy, you think? Uh. So she said you had to get the women, you know, the partner with the men and have their pussy stroked so that all the men could have partners. Yeah, There were, you know, 10 men and two other women who had signed up. Often the women didn't have to pay sure, or had to pay very little, but the guys had to pay the full amount. Yeah, and, it dep- and it's your fucking six-year-old hag... You're paying. Yeah, can you imagine some of the filth that walked into these yeah. fucking doors? Somebody I like to get my my bean flake. Just rich fucking millionaires with just like, you know, money to burn. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ellen says when she talked to ex-members, they would describe something that an outsider might look at and think, oh, you were being told to have sex with a customer in the hopes that the customer would pay money to the company? And she said she got the impression that within one taste, it didn't seem like it was a bad thing. Right. So there were other explanations like, you should have sex with this person because your orgasm is kind of blocked up these days and <laughs> you need to blow your lines clean by having sex with a lot of people. I like how they do make it sound pretty like scientific. You and need the- to blow your lines. <laughs> I know, right? Clean those fucking pipes. So then we see a woman and she's wrapped in saran wrap. Sweet. With fruit on her for some reason. Oh, And then a random shot with a a woman with her legs spread open. And then a woman with a belt around her neck. Um, Audrey says we would get shame for being a victim. She used the semantic trick of reframing to make really scary reframes. For instance, (laughs) no value judgment to rape, no value judgment towards predatorial men. Ah. So they show a woman being held by a man who's beating her and trying to get away that's the one i was telling you about and then they really just focus in on this yeah and it's pretty tough to watch yeah and then nicole we've switched to a lecture and nicole says so you know how we have the t-shirts like powered by orgasm right she goes this could be our new shirt i got raped and all i got was a victim story Ugh. the crowd's like eh. it's like she's bombing <laughs> yeah, yeah so she switches gears and she's like oh or it could be like i raped someone and all i got was a perpetrator story and they're pe- the people in the audience are like what the <laughs> fuck is she saying yeah so ellen says when people later tried to make sense of what happened to them in the group they think well it's all my fault because i can never be a victim Audrey says, I question my experience there all the time, trying to figure out what happened. Now, we're going to flash back to Audrey in a flashback taped interview. And the interviewer, this is very early on in her career there. She says, describe your sex. And Audrey says, sort of craving more and um, reluctantly coming out. So you see her years ago, and she was this vibrant young woman. And in the present, she's clearly fucking scarred. This has not been an easy ride for her. So in the present day, she says, so it felt like 
for me as a queer woman that there was all this pressure to be either feminine or masculine. So a lot of the things I thought were wrong with me and I needed to fix had to do with not being feminine enough for one taste, not behaving like other women. You know, I'm a woman who works backstage. Like she literally would wear a tool belt and do like the masculine job. So she says, I got teased a lot. So um, we're going to go to another one taste class. There's a woman and she's just sucking on uh, a strap on. Okay. While another woman wears it. Cool. Nicole. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Right on. Party. Nicole says preference is an unconscious, habituated response. So the only thing that you're ever held bondage by is your own set of beliefs. On the other side of every single one is freedom. That's what we're looking for. And we're not looking for it by only going to places we like. Yeah. The places you hate <laughs> are your practice. There are the places where you, they're actually your biggest gift. Oh, there no. are the places you get free. Oh boy. Then we so what you're saying is I need a cock in my mouth. Well, we, the next thing they show is women getting flogged. What's that? Those straps, you know, like BDSM straps. Oh, fuck. Okay. And Chris says, oh, that's me teaching a class of BDSM. I oh. really love teaching it. It was a lot of fun. So he takes us back to... Yeah, the, for her. He takes us back to the BDSM warehouse and says, so these are kind of two of my passions, Disneyland and BDSM. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure they love that. Yep. Sponsor. He says, you look at these things and you think, how could anybody possibly enjoy being beaten with a flogger? But if you could separate from the judgment of good, bad, right, wrong, and just feel the sensation of it then you can actually just enjoy it. That's how they all say this yeah. to get you started, by the way. Right. Like we all have primal urges, you know? We all have the desire to just ravage someone or to be ravaged by someone. I felt that pull. I felt that desire. So then we see footage from a one-taste bondage rope class. Chris says, I had a lot of conditioning and coding telling me that the desire was wrong. And one taste allowed me to overcome that. And then they show this shot of a severely beaten woman's back and the initials ND in blood. And he's like, oh, that's after a scene with Nicole, I think. And that's where the initials came from. So you're already seeing shades of this like Nexium. Nexium yeah, Nexium. Nexium shit. Yeah. And then Chris just shows his toys and says, these two floggers. Oh, and the single tail. That was Nicole's. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for a killing session? Uh-oh. According to Ruan... They did a thing called killing, getting under people's skin and saying the things that are going to dismantle them emotionally. Oh, Nicole, you are always going to be a desperate slave to women. Guy, thank you. Nicole, you blink your eyes a lot because you're unwilling to put your attention on anything but yourself. Guy, thank you. You're inept in the cafe. This is like some cuckold <laughs> shit. Thank you. You'll never make it out of the bounds of your tight personality. Thank you. You're fat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ruan says, I remember we had a team meeting where this particular woman was being groomed to be like the next Rachel. She's ugly. <laughs> and because she was struggling with really surrounding, uh, surrendering to one taste, she was getting hammered by Rachel and the other staff members. Now, I don't oh, know. Wait, not like I, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> get hammered and then get hammered. Yeah. So she says, because we, or he, uh, he says, because we knew each other's secrets. Like we knew our vulnerable parts. We knew where people were insecure. Like they were just saying all these things to her and were so biting that it was beyond the point of tears for her. When she finally looked up from crying, she was like dead. 
That's why it was called killing. She was blank because her ego was gone, and that was abusive. You think? Yeah. <sighs> Lecture on semantics and communication. Boy, she's got a lot of different fucking titles for these things. Yeah. Nicole, somebody was saying to me that the people here, well, they're not very skillful with their scalpels, you know, and we don't, but we all agree to slash, slash each other for a higher purpose. Oh, great. Yeah. So Elena, she says a woman wanted to leave. So Nicole sent Bill and I down to go and kind of get her to stay. And she's upset. And she's saying she doesn't trust Nicole. And this isn't for me. And Bill said, you know, Nicole's all about honesty. You should just go and tell her that you don't trust her. So she starts telling Nicole, I don't trust you. Nicole starts breaking down crying. She's like, I can't believe you're going to leave me. I can't believe you're just going to abandon me. I can't, you can't leave me. And then finally the girl said, okay, I'm going to stay. Then Nicole leaves the room. Instantly her tears dry and Nicole walks up to them and says, that didn't go the way you thought it was going to go, did it? Ugh, it's fucking creepy. So Ruan tells a story and he says, I do know with one individual, basically, while he was tripping, they had him have a personal experience and then tried to get more money out of him, convincing him to give them another quarter million dollars. Jesus. Yes. Bill says people were getting hurt badly. See, I, this is all why it's like a case-by-case case situation. Mm -hmm. That's why the things are so vague, because they can gouge whoever they want. and like. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's targeted based on who, who this person is, who specifically is best suited to milk them, and then how yeah. do we get yeah, inside... No pun intended. Right? How do we get inside their fucking pants to fucking flick the bean or jack the fucking stock to figure out you know, to, to get the money. Eh, Fucking beanstalk. Uh, it, I was not intentional. That just happened. Okay. Anyway, Bill says, I, I saw her starting to take more and more license. And what it is, is that she would just become fascinated with what she could get people to do. You know, that was her entertainment. That was kind of like her secret thrill is having control over people. She did some things with some of her staff people. She would make them watch Lions like hunting in pride. And they show this, by the way. And it's just like the, lions the, ripping zebras in part. Yeah, the female lions are the ones that hunt usually. Yeah, and this is the only kind of documentary you like, so you should watch it just yeah. for that part. Yeah. It's just, you know, these zebras are just getting eaten alive. But Nicole says, we're the lions. We're not doing anything wrong. This is just us eating. Mm -hmm. Jesus, it sounds like a fucking, you know, like sales uh, middle manager in like fucking Wall Street or something. Yeah, yeah. Just, all right. So um, it's... Pray or be prayed on. Yeah, exactly. Who wants a set of steak knives? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, Cutco. So, one of the anonymous members says the beast, this violence, this rage that gets normalized. People were encouraged to be psychologically brutal with each other. The first time that they do something vicious towards someone else, people get encouraged. Yeah, you really showed your beast. There's the knowledge that you've done something awful, but now you've been completely rewired what good means and what evil means. So then they show a lecture on alchemizing trauma. And Nicole said, I had a regular. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he had this thing where he wanted to strangle me. Ooh. His beast was locked in there 
and it hadn't had a place for expression. Sure. And I just happened to love breasts, beasts. Excuse me. <laughs> this is me the, too. This is Nicole basically saying, I'm the guy that can, or I'm the woman that will embrace the beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she says, I had to surrender. Ravage me. <laughs> I had to surrender so deep that I could absorb him all the way God, in. The words they fucking use to describe this shit. I mean, it's so, look, I get it. Look, sex is supposed to be. Uh, you know, whatever, like a connection, a bond. Yeah, like, but this just, guy's clearly fucked up I mean, and needs to geez. get off by strangling her. And she says, I'm willing Jesus. to do it because I have the power, you know? Anyway, she's, she's like Avatar. Uh, I've never seen that movie. Good. And invariably, all of a sudden, she says, it had hit this point and he'd start <clears throat> bawling. And that was all. And he paid me a lot of money to just come strangle me and cry. Wow. That was it. Uh. We think they're so tough. They're just these little love bugs crying. Yeah. They're just our little companions that want to love us. They're just tough because they've, they're met with fear. You know, my dad died in prison for 52 counts of child molestation. <laughs> Let's see her downplay you this keep one. Laughing? Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, man. And I never took on the idea that he was a bad person. Yeah, it was just that one year. He's just, he's just a little bug. Yeah. I took yeah, on one year. He raped me once a week for a year. I took on the idea that he was just so expansive, okay, mm -hmm. and fourth dimensional oh. that he couldn't confine himself into the arbitrary laws of the third dimension. Right. So she's basically saying he was a shapeshifter. He he wasn't yeah. designed for our physical, you know, third dimension. Yes, the she's, orgasm lives in the fourth dimension. <laughs> that was his only crime in my mind. Now, other people may have different ideas. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Lots of them. Yeah. Like sane ones. Yeah. Like he's, your dad was a diddler and yeah. he deserved the chair. Right. Uh, not the fuck chair. <laughs> the fucking dildo chair. So there's uh, a former one taste student on video and they blur out his face. And the interviewer says, describe your sex. <clears throat> and he goes, uh, there's a lot of anger in my sex. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there's also a lot of sweetness. Okay, yeah, I'm sure by that but, sound. But uh, I'm hoping to bring even more anger in. <laughs> and <laughs> and you're just like, oh boy. <laughs> okay, yeah. so this guy's super fucked up, but let's see how big his wallet is and yeah. see if we can work with him. Right. So according to Audrey, One Taste was encouraging women to appreciate the predatory nature of male sexuality. And that's supposed to be some very evolved practice. Now, Ruan, he expounds on this a bit and says, there was a term often used called skillful violation. <clears throat> you're not yeah. really violating what she wants. You're violating what she says she wants. The, that's like yeah. alternative facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the idea of letting out your beast was basically the equivalent of like being a savage or just like being totally expressed which is a pretty common idea in personal development. Okay? Right. That's, I understand what they're saying, mm -hmm. but this guy's basically saying, yeah, I might rape somebody, yeah. but that's who I am. And, right. you know, you women should embrace it. And not, I got a lot of money. Fucking A. Yeah. She says, I think it was healing for guys who maybe like had nice guy syndrome. Uh -huh. Oh my God. In many, <sighs> many ways it was healing. Obviously, everything in one taste was taken a little too far at times. So then we see a video of a woman being held down by a man where she repeatedly yells, stop. This is the one I'm always referring to. Right. It's just, it's like, 
It's they rough. did this, yeah, but they did this really well the way they inserted it, like, you know, four or five times throughout the yeah, video. Yeah, foreshadowing. And then they show their merch. And <laughs> yeah, One Taste had uh, uh, Let Your Beast Out coffee cups. Um, then they show a woman holding up a sign that says, A turned on woman says yes more often. Yes. So lastly, we meet. So foreplay before rape. Got yeah, it. Pretty much, yeah. Got it. So last we meet a woman named Autumn Black. Um, she's the sister of a survivor of One Taste. So she kind of reaches, or she's speaking on behalf of her sister. She related to Sirius Black? Okay. No. It's a Harry Potter joke. No, and it's, she actually spells her name B-L-A-N-C-K. Oh. So her sister, Aries Blank, Blank declined Blank. to be interviewed out of fear Blank. of reprisals by One Taste. So Autumn speaks for her on her behalf. And they talk about, you know, growing up in a traumatic childhood and how they, you know, were sexually mistreated. And uh, she says, I knew my sister struggled having sex and connection and having lost that community and love. Uh, we really uh, didn't have that as children. So when she talked to Rachel, someone older than her who went through the exact same experience, of course, she went through the exact same experience, sure. or at least said she did. She said, O.M., cured it all these people would tell her that she needed to go sleep with all these men or she needed to ohm four to five times a day to release herself from the trauma of childhood ohm. yeah so it's like go sleep with half the fucking town mm -hmm. or just do a five ohm session so then she reads her sister's journal and it says i woke up today filled with rage rage at my boyfriend he punched me in the face and split my lip and bruised my eye at first, I was shocked. We had fought many times before, but I had never thought he would go that far. I found little sympathy. This, I was told, was my fault. I had forced him to do it. Mm -hmm. His beast was only fulfilling what my body had asked him to do. Right. Since I was a survivor of child domestic violence, this was my pattern and what my body was asking for. Ah. Ugh. Um, he was only doing as my body asked, and now I was shaming and blaming him or doing what I had asked for. I looked around the room, and all eyes were downcast. Nobody was willing to stand for me. I never spoke again about the other times he hit me or dragged me around. Looking back now, I can't believe I stuck through it. I so wanted to believe he would change. I was told that sometimes our soulmates must do violent things to help us grow. So they didn't want her to go to the authorities uh, because basically they didn't want the boyfriend to leave because right. he had a lot of money that he yeah. was contributing. So, yeah. Um, then uh, she says, this evening, this community member let his beast out. He picked me up, my arms pinned to my sides, and began to shake me in front of everyone. Nobody did anything as he screamed at me how he would like to rape me, beat me, use me, that he knew where I slept and he would find me in the night. I was reprimanded afterwards for showing fear in the face of the beast. A true turned on woman would have taken his beast's cry for help with grace and love. Oh, God. Yeah. This is what the abuse these women are put through. Yep. Cults. So 2018. Uh, Ellen publishes her story in Bloomberg. And um, a lot of people hadn't heard of One Taste. And they're shocked. Um, she says it was a wild story and I think it tugs at people's heartstrings to see people who are looking for answers in their life, you know, ended up more jumbled and more confused and hurt than before. And then separately, 
there was another response from the community that was very strong. Uh, She says, you know, I heard from dozens of people after the story came out, and they were really moved to see that a national magazine had captured this very dark, sometimes shameful experience that they'd gone through that they sometimes struggled to explain to their friends. Um, There were uh, impacts at the company after the article came out. The CEO stepped down. Um, They stopped doing the coaching program. That was their flagship course. And then they kind of like transitioned into a virtual environment. Oh. Um, and then Ellen says a couple of months later, she gets a call from a source saying, yesterday I got a knock on the door and it was two FBI agents. Oh boy. And they wanted to talk to me about what happened at One Taste. So on the screen, um, it says, in 2017, Nicole Daydone sold her stake in One Taste, allegedly for millions. She went abroad and later hired communications publicist Judah <laughs> Engelmeyer. His name ring a bell? No. It's Weinstein's guy. Oh, boy. Yep. So uh, in 2008, her Instagram placed her in Bali and Italy, and she was writing a book of sutras. <laughs> so then they show Audrey, and she's on the phone with the feds, and she's having this conversation with the feds, and it's filmed. And Audrey says they were really pushing this idea that it's inherently natural for men to be predatory and that we should be welcoming of the predatory nature of men, that we should find it hot attractive. And so when that thing about them finding some strangers to rape her happened, totally made sense to me as far as what the conversations I heard and the behavior that I witnessed. witnessed. Now, Audrey confirmed that the woman whose alleged rape she reported to the FBI was Aries Blank. So Autumn says her sister had been forced upon multiple people and that her boyfriend had beat her and she was at the bottom of the stairs vomiting. So she continues reading from her sister's notes that say, I never want to own with other people. I never wanted to have my body touched. And I'm wondering if that that video they keep showing is Audrey, but they don't ever make it clear. Or not Audrey, but But but, uh, uh, Spears. She says, it was all forced and my body feels filled with shame and disgust. I remember being told not to go to the hospital that all the shaking, the vomiting, the weightlessness, the sickness was just an orgasm. What? That's, I don't know. It's maybe another course they teach. Ugh. But uh, she says it was me alchemizing trauma. Trust the science. <laughs> and pain from when I was younger, that if I just stuck with it, I would ascend to my next level of awakening and freedom. Multiple sources reported that men were allegedly recruited on Tinder to have sex with Autumn's sister in order to release her orgasm. Apparently, there weren't enough hands on deck that day. (laughs) Uh, One Taste denied this and said Aries Blank was uh, never beaten or sexually assaulted in connection with her participation in One Taste courses or employment at One Taste. So... um, Autumn, this is again reading. It's always one person fucking it up for everybody. Yeah, just one. It's going to be interesting to see if we see more people come out because I will say this: this is this has not been covered a lot in a lot of news outlets, and I feel like the story is a little fresh. And obviously, Nicole's gone silent, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, what the response is going to be to this. Um, so Autumn says this is her reading her sister uh, Aries notes. She said, when I decided to leave, I went and talked to Nicole. When I arrived at her apartment, it was like the rose-colored glasses had finally fallen off. 
When I told her how the organization had hurt me and continued to hurt others, um, she acted confused, innocent, and shocked. She insisted she had uh, no idea. So she says she's either an idiot and so completely lost in her lack of reality she doesn't allow herself to see it, or she's deeply twisted and very sick and finds it perfectly okay to abuse, traumatize, and destroy others' lives for her own personal gain. So let's catch up with Ruan. He's in Thailand now. (laughs) Okay? He says that he accepted that he basically ruined his life going through this. He said he couldn't think straight. He couldn't relate to normies. He said, I had to do blue-collar work. Yeah. uh, Working with my hands. And he said, I entered the space that, you know, I just accepted that, you know, he kind of screwed up his life. Bloomberg article comes out. His parents saw it, found out he was in a sex cult and freaked out. But then a private investigator left a bunch of voicemails for him insinuating that he might be in the lawsuit. So um, there's still one Tay staff members who live at what's called The Land, (laughs) which is their farm in Mendocino County. Uh, Audrey says she heard that Nicole is living on The Land. She's back in the U.S. Um, She says she's, I'm surprised she came back given that there's an active FBI investigation. She says, the times I've gone back, here's where it's fucking crazy. She says, the times that I've gone back, it's like I know that I was in a cult because I automatically feel like I'm back home and I want to stay there forever. Oh, man. And they're not actually like they never cared about me. Right, right, right. So, you know, Autumn's sister, you know, she says it was all love bombing. That's what experts call it. They make you feel special and cared for. Yeah. Then they pull it away and then they expel you from the community. And they, by doing so, they take away your purpose um, for actual meaning and your connection to God. Yeah. And your, yeah. Well, <sighs> yeah. So, Chris, good old Chris Cosley, he says, I want the people who are capable of understanding what One Taste was to know that this thing existed, this thing that had somehow called each of us out of the lives that we'd been living. I can't even say what that thing was exactly. It was sex, it was orgasm, it was exploration, it was growth, it was fear, it was trauma. It was all these things like woven and wrapped together. And while we're in it, it lit us up in a way that we had scarcely even dared imagine that we could be lit up. And that's how it ends. Wow. Then um, they do have, there's a lot of legal verbiage at the end of this. Okay. And it's obviously to protect themselves. Uh, but, Pepsi took note. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's necessary for us to finish telling this story. Um, the filmmakers began researching the story in May 2019. They reached out to several members of One Taste Leadership to participate in the film, but the parties were unable to agree on the terms of an interview. Right. Money. Yep. Um, or they're just worried about something coming out and having to be in court and having something out there, you know, uh, thousands of people have reportedly attended one taste in-person events over the years. The individuals interviewed in this film describe their own experiences with one taste, but do not claim to represent the experience of all members and attendees. Uh, one taste said all company activities were voluntary and consensual and the company did not require or expect anyone to engage in any activity against their will. Well, they sent like a list of seven things they wanted in this film at the end. One taste said the company had never condoned or endorsed domestic violence and that any endorsement of domestic violence would be completely contrary to one taste teachings. One taste, 
said it had been invested in diversity, equity, and inclusion for more than a decade before it was a corporate term and had regularly hosted lesbian and queer events. Uh, One Taste also, boy, they're real specific. They talk about Ruan's compensation. Oh. (laughs) They say Ruan's compensation changed over time because his role within the company changed and each role came with a different pay structure. I think Ruan got fucked. Yeah. Uh, one source report that uh, reports that Noel, Nicole Dedone is currently looking for a ghostwriter to collaborate on a book about cancel culture. Oh, I should, uh, should throw my name in the hat. And if you're still interested, uh, <clears throat> you can find One Taste under its rebranded name, the Institute of OM. Ugh. Ugh, indeed. FBI uh, has questioned several former members about One Taste business and labor practices. The investigation is ongoing. No charges have been brought to date. Now, I wanted to do a little digging. So I found the YouTube trailer that Netflix has for this doc. And still can't find the clitoris. (laughs) There were 310,000 views and 352 comments on the trailer. And I found a couple of the highlights from the comments. (laughs) Okay, great. This comes from... I actually love this. This comes from (laughs) WeeWee. This is my favorite thing in the world right here. I used to visit the New York City location. I initially went for the women and learned so much about orgasmic meditation. I never spent more than 500, although they were pressuring me big time to spend more. I met some solid people there and became a better lover. Oh. Um, This is great. This comes from Life is Life. (laughs) The stroker guy (laughs) had just the best job in the world. Yeah, (laughs) just going stroking bitches. Uh, Leah Mendelssohn says, I'm one of the people that may be in this documentary. I am horrified. Most of the footage that is in this trailer is stolen. Netflix knowingly purchased the stolen footage from an ex-employee. 400 plus people signed a petition to have the film taken down because of this violation on our privacy. Interesting. Yep. Netflix ignored it. I am scared (laughs) for the impact this film will have on my life as me and my friends got completely vulnerable in a super safe space. Hmm. Never meant to be shared. We signed waivers to let one taste film, not Netflix. Hmm. So somebody who had this shit pilfered it or not pilfered it back to Netflix. Oh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, Netflix made cuties. I'm not thinking, I don't think they were too worried about uh, these fucking people in a crazy sex call. It'll be interesting to see if they have any case, though, to, you know, go after Netflix. Netflix has some great lawyers also. Here's Tommy Salcida. One taste sounds fishy to me. (laughs) (laughs) Smells fishy, feels fishy, tastes fishy. This guy, he goes by Bee's Knees, and he says... Two finger and a tongue usually do the trick for me. Don't need a whole doc. For- <laughs> Don't need <laughs> a whole doc for that. We need to do this on every documentary <laughs> yeah, now. We just might. Um, CC says, gross. Sounds like Caligula or the hedonism bot on Futurama. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I was going to mention this. It does sound a lot like Caligula. And people would say that this is like the collapse of, this is like the final collapse of society. When people become like too Romanistic, we in survived their Caligula. We're gonna survive this well, shit. Well, no, they didn't survive Caligula. Well, well humanity did. Well, humanity the Roman didn't. Empire fell, but I don't yeah. think it was just Caligula fucking his sister and everything inside. No, 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 crashed no the I, empire. I get it. Um, this one's from Mary Riley. STDs. <laughs> 
He's asking these real questions. That's just a comment. Yeah, okay, uh, right. Ahmet Atali uh, says, it's basically a rub and tug shop for females. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, what would you call it? Instead of a rub and tug, it's a fist and it's like a plug up, um, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of anything fl- good. It's a, fl- it's a flick. Yeah. It's the old bean flick. Yeah. Um, so then I check Nicole's Instagram account and they show her IG account in the movie, okay. but it's gone. Okay. So there's a new one and it's private and it only has six posts with 4,321 followers. I sent her a request. She responded within eight hours and accepted. Oh. So there's six like self-help, well-produced videos on there that are new age garbage. Okay. And in a three minute and 15 second clip, she repeatedly just says, you hold the power for like, that's it. Pretty much over and over again. And you hold the power. <laughs> power of Grayskull? Yeah. Okay, nice. I got one. So uh, under it, it says. The, the, the Let's see. Hold on. Before I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the, the power of something. F- power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing about something with a bean flick and a anyway, clitoris. Nicole Daydone is the commenter underneath it. And okay. it says, I'm going to ask you to consider the possibility that the way we think about things might not be completely accurate. The Eros Manifesto. So I'm guessing this is her getting out in front of it. This is probably the publicist saying you need to have some sort of response ready for the doc. Um, So then Celestial Dragon Z says, (laughs) thank God you need to be locked up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She responds to a lot of these, by the way. Good. And she says, I'd think the same thing if I saw that movie. Mm -hmm. And then somebody uh, says, oh, are we starting to delete negative comments already, Nicole? What a bad look for you and your new, totally innocent, legitimate business. Go private. The world doesn't need you. And then uh, Christina Molina, 1064, says, I would never follow you! Exclamation, (laughs) exclamation point. Nicole says, but you just did. Ah. Catty bitch. Don't you run a sex cult? Um, let's see what else. Oh, and then I found in one of the comments, somebody was giving her shit about being married. Okay. And she goes, that ex-husband I was married to for six months, 20 years ago. Yeah. He ended up with my friend. Trust him if you wish. Judge me as you wish. And there might be more to the story. Uh, Tattoos B era just says, cult leader. She responded and said, very creative. Dude, this this fucking this woman's eviscerating some of these comments. Uh, but it's calling everybody is, hacks. But she's got time to do it. That's kind of well, weird, yeah, isn't I mean, it? I mean, come on. Um, Juju Rose three 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 says, "Not today, Satan." <laughs> and then she responds and says, "I feel the same way. Glad we're so aligned." Yeah, doing the uh, classic. Uh, we're 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 in agreement. And she's got supporters on there. You know, there's there's one woman I forget the name. She's supporting her a lot, and she says you need to go look up the medium articles. So I did a little digging. I looked at the medium articles, and somebody has come out with like a six part defense of Nicole. Um, one section was about her compensation, saying she only made like sixty grand a year. Uh, but if you are invest, you know, if you want to invest, plus the perks, yeah, the perks, the bags <laughs> of cash. I was, I was saying the hour long orgasms, oh. but okay. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. 
So how'd you like the documentary? Dude, you know, I will tell you this. I turned it off mm. once they got to uh, Aries' story. I remember saying, I, I don't want to watch this. We can make it funny. It's okay. No, it's not that. I mean, <laughs> obviously our mission is to tell a story and have fun doing it. But I got to a point where I was physically like, yeah, I got to take a break from this. Right. Um, and go flick my beans. Yeah. <laughs> there is no stroke. <laughs> so the problem I do see is that there's no there's no counter argument from anybody in the Coles camp. So that worries me a little bit. Well, here's the thing. I mean, cons- depends on uh, uh, how much of this is consenting adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the money it might be extortable or whatever. Like, it might be extorting them in some sense. Uh, but I mean, as long as there's no like real physical arm, I mean, at, uh, in in large in large like if it's not an overwhelming amount of crazy physical harm or illegal things going on, then I don't see. But it, it does seem like there was an immense amount of illegalities. Yeah, but then you know, uh, one of Nicole's points was there's been over thirty thousand people that walked through our doors, and you know, where's where's all these other arguments? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Scientology says the same thing. Yeah, you know, what I mean, and I don't, I don't think that's a good argument. It's not. Yeah, it only no. takes one person to, yeah. you know, uh, and not only that, but the person seems very credible. You know. Uh, right. She's got very specific details. I mean, she's yeah. talking about them basically saying you need to embrace rape. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, so what do you think? Do you think uh, Nicole was a spook, like a like oh FBI like FBI agent? No informant. No, 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 no. absolutely untouchable. Maybe? I honestly think she is. Uh, she's from the streets. She stripped. She hustled all of her life. She was probably at the right time in the right place, and probably wanted to expand consciousness through orgasm and no i'm serious i mean i i believe who that. the fuck wouldn't but the yeah. point is you have to have a lot of time to do that yeah. if you're not working a regular job and you need backing and funding to do that and a lot of lube yep to get your warehouse set up and it was probably probably started out with good intentions but again it's the time old the tale old as time Power corrupts absolutely, yeah. and you know, dude, who wouldn't want to feel like a fucking guru for a little yeah, while? Dude. And then you, you know, squirt onto the masses. Yeah, people drinking your squirt like it's holy water. By the way, there was uh, no face. There was no mention of squirting in this. Okay, either, well, so. you know, I mean, just yeah. Okay. So, um, I highly recommend it. It's a four star dock for me. Well, nice dock it up uh, at four, um, but. Do be prepared to maybe say I can only do I can't do it all in one sitting, and it's a short documentary. It's only like ninety minutes long. Oh, sweet! So you could breeze through it. Um, it's interesting that some of our shorter docs we go longer on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but this is a well-made film in that you know um, it it's ninety minutes. You're in, you're out. You get everything you need to 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 hear to make you know up your own mind or you know make up your the way you feel about it. It took me a couple of days, and I. You know, um, I my gut says this is a, a con gone wrong. Yeah. And this is also Silicon money, Silicon Valley, too much money. Um, too much time. Yeah. So um, as a reminder, guys, if you like the show, um, reviews help us out so much, especially on Apple Podcasts. So please leave us a five-star review. Uh, we'll, we'll read a few down the road because there have been some good ones and I don't always get them and I feel like I should ask you what they mean. Sure. So we'll get into that probably next week. And then, of course, um, 
always, always feel free to email us at uh, downonthedockspod at gmail.com. We answer all the DMs and on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. So uh, that being said, we had a great time, and we will see you next week. We're out. Thank you.